0: Hi, I'm 3XL and I want you to know that Jim and Eric here at Weird Science DC Comics Podcast are going to spoil the hell out of this week's comics, but will also probably talk so much nonsense that your head will spin. Please give the guys a break. They are not very smart. It's actually pretty sad, but at least we can all laugh at them. Not with them. At them. Just don't point in as always. Enjoy.
1: cherry that had no stone. I gave my love a chicken that had Welcome back to another episode of Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, where two guys talk and talk and eventually get to some comics. Well, at least that's the word on the streets. I'm Eric Shea. I'm Jamor. And this is episode 16 of Weird Out Loud. This is week three of Convergence, and it's also week four of me not finding my goddamn Captain Cold at Target. That Which is more important to you? Captain fucking Cold. I know.
2: You've been wanting that. Goddamn Captain Cold forever.
1: The worst part is, I went in yesterday, and now we all everything was empty last week. Mm-hmm. Now they have put SpongeBob shit in that area. Of Imagine X SpongeBob.
2: Where's this at Target? At Target. So they're they're not even going to carry those?
1: Or I don't know if they're just the Imagine are done. It, it shouldn't be. There's a big Solomon Grundy exclusive coming to Target soon. Actually, I didn't. You see that press release? They don't like
2: older fellas there who are picking Shut up your toys. Mouth. They're they're getting <laughs> complaints. I think that's what it is.
1: Oh, on top of that too, I freaking I got this old five it was like a five dollar DVD of old filmation DC like comic heroes. Yeah. Which for some reason when I bought I thought it was Super Friends episodes, but it's even it's it's the sixties episodes of Hawkman, Teen Titans, and Justice uh, like that. That's terrible.
2: Yeah, yeah, those are all on, on YouTube.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was Super Friends for some reason. And I checked when I was checking out it was that big fish motherfucker again. 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 And the thing is he's like, uh I didn't even go into it. He's like, "Did you find everything you want?" I was like, "Uh, "Yeah." He's same same thing. He said, "Yeah." And he's like, he he scans my freaking uh, DVD. He's like, "Oh, movie night? Well, retro cartoon night, more like it." He's like, "I don't even bother. I just I I freaking go on pirate bay. That's what you should do. You should go on pirate bay." He's like, "Really pushing this." That was
2: that was the weirdest thing. I had a a thing when we went to get um, a controller for the PlayStation Four when we got it. Really, this was at Walmart, and we went to the guy guy and he seemed like a real jerk and saying almost the same thing but he's like you could get these cheaper somewhere you know i'm like no i, I just want to get it here he goes no you can get it cheaper other places you know that right i'm like N- I, and i wasn't getting that the hint that in after a while i you realized saying you want to go fuck but what, what he, was, he was trying to get me to claim that i want him the price match yeah and i had no idea i don't know the code all i wanted was a
1: stupid playstation See, I- controller I never think about shit like that. When I go someplace, I just plan on buying it. I don't want to yeah. like get into a fucking rigmarole with people about price checking and whatever. I don't even know if people do that.
2: that. No, this guy was giving me like the wink, the nudge, and the, the under-the-table hand going... I under the know. stall tap. Yeah, I don't know what I he was you. doing. Yes, yeah, two taps and a punch. I don't know. We, we weren't. <laughs> That's when he's finished. Oh yeah, we weren't at the New Jersey truck stop or anything, or whatever <laughs> that one place was. Wasn't that? I heard that the Howard Stern rest stop was probably the worst one for that. It was funny. They named it after Howard Stern, and then it became. Oh, i like I have no idea. Yeah, somehow I heard that 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 was the biggest one for like the uh, <laughs> under the stall tap and grab.
3: George oh, Michael yeah, still yeah. goes there.
2: Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, George Michael. Uh, what did you think about this week in general, though? Besides your kept in cold fiascos.
1: Oh, well, you
4: mean in my books for conversions?
2: Uh, just in general. Just the books, your, your life.
1: Oh, life's always great, baby.
2: Yeah, it's great. You eat anything, I'm a booster. You eat anything crazy this week?
1: I actually had a stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut, which did I haven't you? had in a long-ass time. How was it? I enjoyed the hell out of it because like it brought me back some shit here because when they first came out, um like I'd have friends sleep over and shit. That was my big go to thing, like, okay, people are sleeping over, I'm gonna get a stuffed crust pizza because that was the coolest go-to? thing in the world. Yeah.
2: That and wine coolers. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I I liked the stuffed crust pizza when it came out. The worst thing is I'm thinking about when it came out and I was probably graduated from college by then. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're there on a the sleepover. Unless that sleepover was like you were 26. It it just makes me feel. But I I think I remember when I actually heard of the stuffed crust pizza, I actually kind of tried to eat better then, and I thought that that just sounded disgusting. Though I'll tell you, the big New Yorker at Pizza Hut... Best that, pizza ever. That pizza was my favorite. And I don't Fine care. As well. I'm not a big um, What would you call that? Fast food pizza, franchise pizza? Yeah, I, franchise. I, I am not a big fan of those. Neither am and, I. And especially in our area, it's kind of silly to go to those. Uh, but man, I like that pizza.
1: Yeah, we have like five pizzerias in like a two mile radius. Yeah.
2: Yes, we do. Uh, did you see on Twitter this week, speaking of food, who likes. Uh, mustard, or uh, uh, yeah, ketchup on hot dogs. Did you oh, see I that? Oh, I saw
1: a bit of this. What the hell was that?
2: <laughs> that was Gabe altaab Oh, that's right. The, the was- colorist. He, how,
1: did that come, how did that come into something? Um, like, how did you guys start talking about fucking I,
2: ketchup? It'll come up in a little when we're doing the books, but he was on one of your books. He did colors, I think, on one of your books, so I, I tweeted out to really? him all. Oh, yeah, something that you did. Maybe it was something I did, but he was involved in one of the books, and when I tweeted him, I just went to his, went to his site to see what he's up to, and he was in the big convention in uh, Chicago this weekend. right. And he mentioned that he was there and he hates Chicago pizza
4: <laughs> and
2: that it's a mess or it's, it's gross. And I wrote to him, Hey, I'm with you, but uh, stay away from their hot dogs. And then he wrote back, Yeah, anybody who won't put ketchup on a hot dog is, is the worst or something like <laughs> that. And then you know who jumped in.
1: I saw that yeah, part.
2: Reggie jumped in. He always had, I, I don't know what the deal is. I like ketchup on a hot dog.
1: Well, you're a freak.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's Gabe Altium, apparently. Yeah, Gabe Altium is. It was funny because I'd love to say that he was saying that to us because he listened to the podcast, but I know better. <laughs> I've seen the numbers. Oh, <laughs> He's not one of them. <laughs> uh, so that's well. you did hurt yourself this week at work.
1: Yeah, I decided on uh, what? Yeah, Thursday, was it? Yeah. To stick my No,
2: thunder? no. I think it was before then because I think it even affected your reviews, doing reviews on Wednesday. No, Didn't my, comu- no, was that was my computer. No, it was my computer. Yeah, were- it was Thursday. It was. Uh, yeah, you had I decided.
1: Problems. This week sucked for that. I-, I was talking about how great this week yeah, was. This oh, week life is great. True. No, my computer fucked up on Wednesday. I decided to stick my thumb in a bandsaw on Thursday. Yeah, that was good. Uh, somehow it's really healed up nicely yeah. though. It's it's Saturday right now, and there's no hardly any pain unless I really nice. jab it into something. Yeah, yeah. Just the tip you got right. Just the tip. Just got into my sad. nail a bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. You were. I what did you you blame me because I walked away to do something I came back yeah oh that's what I did I, yeah I went to lunch, yeah, it's twelve. I say, hey, I'm gonna go get a drink, you know what does that mean?
1: I thought you were gonna go to the soda machine.
2: oh, I was heading I think I went to Taco Bell that
4: day
1: it did yeah i I don't know what
2: it is. I usually don't even take a lunch, and all of a sudden I'm heading off to Taco Bell and crazy places. I try to saw
1: my thumb off,
2: yep. Yep, you, you sold your thumb off and I couldn't get one of those chick star chicken things because I couldn't find another menu. Because you I, couldn't find a and, picture. And man. I didn't want to ask. Well, I'm telling you, I went in because I thought, well, I told you why. Because I, I was using my uh, credit card and I don't like to use that at the drive-thru.
1: You are so neurotic. <laughs> it doesn't that doesn't make any
2: sense. I think that they're going to get it in the drive-thru window and, and they're going to do crazy things while I can't see. <laughs> at least if I'm at the register, I can see what the hell they're doing. Those people selling my info. But, uh, yeah, I go in there, and I'm telling you, I don't go to Taco Bell a lot. That is a confusing menu. There are pictures everywhere. There's t- and I'm looking at the, the posters and stuff around for all the new specials. I don't see any Chick Star or whatever the hell you called it. I didn't even Chick know Star, what it was baby. called. Chick Star sounds like a convenience mart or like some country band. <laughs> you
1: or mean like worse. Top Star?
2: Yeah, like Top Star or the Dixie Chicks.
1: You know what? Topstar, they have great
2: chicken fingers there top star sounds like the name of like a, a male porno star or something all right now you get a little weird yeah, with it yeah i don't know top star Top gunther top star uh. yes hey you hey. want you want to get on with this podcast you want to keep yep. talking nonsense
1: oh i don't think i have much nonsense left to get yeah. into it this all part. right
2: well you know what we'd like to start every podcast with after the nonsense of course
1: Listener mail. Listener
2: mail. And again, I think that we might as well just stop talking about John because he's not, he's not here again. Yes, we're done. John's him. ditched us just like everyone else.
1: Apparently, we suck too much for him even to write in. Yes. Well, somebody
2: else says we suck later, but we're going to start off the listener okay. mail with who I like to call D-Ron. But I in, this, like call. in this mail, we're going to find out that that's not how – or no, it wasn't in the mail. He told me that otherwise, right? On Twitter, yeah. Yeah, on Twitter. It's actually Darren. I mentioned D-Ron last week, and D-Ron to me is the coolest name that anybody could ever have. Wow. Unfortunately, it's Darren. And as he said, it's like Darren from Bewitched, which was great. That was FBI. great. <laughs> uh, I would go with the Dick York Darren. If we're going to go with the Darren, I'm not a big Dick Sargent fan. Just to tell you that, but Darren says, and I'll I'll even give you the the um, title of this is called "Haters Are Gonna Hate." So Darren says, Eric and Jim, I'm a loyal listener to the podcast and reader of the blog. I don't consider myself a member of Team Eric, but rather Team Eric and Jim. It's funny that he says that he says I I don't consider myself a member of Team Eric. It doesn't mention me at that point because he's
1: I just love the inflection on your voice, Team Eric and Jim,
2: because it's it's what he's saying is he doesn't like you. That's what he's saying. I'm pretty I, sure you said he was Team Eric last week. So oh, He's Team Eric and Jim. Damn yeah, right. Yeah, maybe I did say he was Team Eric. I hear Jerk. you mention on the show that you guys take a lot of crap from the people at DC or those who are affiliated with DC that don't like it when you all give some of their books bad reviews. The world is full of glad-handing yes-men, and maybe it takes a couple of guys from PA to stick it to them. You're you. And get them to push themselves harder so they can turn out better books across the board. A little tough constructive criticism. Never hurt anybody. (laughs) Keep up the good work on the site and the podcast. Respectfully, Darren or D-Ron. D-Ron. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I think that the people from D.C. either kind of like us or have never heard of us. Um, You know, it's weird. You know who seems to be our biggest supporter. Who's that? That would be, uh, what's his name? Dan DiDio? (laughs) Dan DiDio. I'm like, what's I'm his, old, what's yeah, his name? Yeah, Dan Didio seems to um, retweet a lot of our stuff, and seems to send us a couple messages. If yeah, we, I like if, Danny Boy. If we actually uh, ask him something, he usually responds. He usually tells us. <laughs> he
1: usually responds by saying, "Contact my PR well, person." He,
2: he says that, or uh, the guy's a busy man, so I'll send him a question that it's something that I would like to know, like that day. And hey, he, jerk off, he I'm get, moving he here. He gets back to me like three weeks later, but he still does get back. It's, <laughs> these, it's these creators that don't seem to like us. And like I said, we talked last week. It's who? Dan Jurgens, um, Brandon Fletcher, Cameron Stewart, Babs Tarr. And that's about it. I think that doesn't they, – they don't like us. Some I'm are, sure there's you know, a few more. <laughs> then there's guys. I would say that friends of the podcast in that uh, category would be Pop Man.
1: Yep. I'd say Dan He owes me a beer. I, yeah. It's too bad I don't drink I'd
2: anymore. Dio. <laughs> somebody else owed you something. Didn't they say that there was somebody else that you did a, a review on? Oh, no. Um, uh, Landry Walker. Didn't oh, he? Yes, he Landry. said that if you ever get a hold of him, he's going to tell you how uh, Red Lanterns was supposed to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd consider him. I actually hope to run
1: into him because I'm interested
2: to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, a couple guys. I, I would say Hi Fi, it's pretty good. Hi Fi, yep. Um, yeah. Um Van Jensen seems to like us. Oh, yeah. This is all name dropping. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. It's it's weird. I I'll tell you who doesn't seem to like us was the digital the head of the digital PR, whatever the lady's name was, she
1: didn't like us. And oh, Alex a, Antone really likes us. Alex
2: is actually an editor. I'm talking about the lady that if you have to get a hold of them. Remember when we wanted to get that interview with Mark Guggenheim? <laughs> and I got that like really crappy response.
1: Well, I'm just a small-town digital PR yeah, person. Yeah, you got to understand that yeah. Mark well, Guggenheim, what it is is, I'm, I'm just a small-town
2: blogger. <laughs> I, I, listen here, missy but yeah uh i think in general most of the people seem to like us like i said i think we're a blip on the radar if it's if that mix. yeah um so it's it's funny that we we say this stuff but for the most part i think that we do try to be uh constructive I, again he mentions constructive criticism and to me I wouldn't say that it would be constructive criticism that I'd put in a review because I'm not a writer of comics. So any sort of – it would be like me saying, yeah, I and mean, in this panel, uh, I would go with this. I, I we, we write stupid freaking reviews that we try to make people laugh. you know. And so, also
1: inform them on well, what's going on in yeah, the DC I'll world. I'll say
2: that if, if we were actual um, – people would follow the rules of um, journalism – we would probably not have a site because we, oh, should, absolutely not. we certainly do, don't do do that. And I think one of the one of the big rules of that is, like, don't insert yourself into the story and stuff. Oh, insert myself <laughs> into everything. <laughs> we do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do, as, especially at that truck stop with that hole with the uh, electrical tape on it.
1: How do you think I make like, all the money I need? I don't go uh, to work that's enough right. to freaking No, myself. now you
2: do. You're all tired. You have to work yeah. all the time. It's getting all tired. Ah. Uh, now on to the, but thanks. I Dar- oh, almost go thanks, Darren D-Roth. d Yeah, because uh, uh, Darren talks to us. At one point, I'd like to find out the story. Darren was dropped off of Twitter for a little. He seemed very mad at something, and now he's back. So it's good to have him back on Twitter, and uh, thanks for sending the email because that's awesome. But the next one is from Carl Hiller. And before I go on, again, we're so unprofessional. If you want I was going to send gonna wait it, till the end. Yeah, well, I'll say it right now. Say it after everyone. If you want to have anything that you write read on the uh, podcast because we'll read anything, send it to Comics at gmail.com, and we'll get it, and we'll read it, and we'll respond to it. But here is Carl Hiller. He says, hi. Just started reading the blog, which is in quotes, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't like it to, to be called a blog because I like your world's futures and reviews that's right see see that those are eric's reviews so that's that's tough i'm already judging carl but and the podcast turned out to be good to listen to when i'm walking the steps at work for exercise there's a whole story there about how i have to do that at work now because when i go home i have no time for anything because my wife and i have a two-month-old baby but that would be just a gratuitous way to work in mention of the baby
1: what's going on with the baby (laughs) what's up baby
2: you asked how much sense convergence makes to people with different levels of DC knowledge. I actually started reading DC back when the first crisis happened and never got into the back history of the DCU the way I did with Marvel, but I read a lot of DC, I read a lot of DC over the years. All the big reality-changing events like Zero Hour and Infinite Crisis, some good runs here and there like Moore's Swamp Thing, Robinson's Starman, John's Justice Society, Green Lantern, Morrison's JLA, pretty much every version of the Legion of Superheroes. I was never too much into the Trinity characters, though, though. I did read Morrison's Batman and All-Star Superman and the Reign of Superman stuff. The New 52 really gave me reboot fatigue, constantly wondering how much of what I thought I knew about each character was still true, especially when they started writing in nods to the old continuities, and I got disinterested in them all real fast.
4: That happened to me a lot,
2: too. Yeah, it's weird. uh, Obviously, we've talked about it before. That's when I jumped in. Um, The old nods to the old car, the uh, nods to the old continuities just actually infuriated me at points, because again, it seemed like they were, they wanted to get the best of both worlds, and were really screwing around. And obviously, right there, it shows you. There's Ewan and Carl both got fatigue from it, and I just. I was mad.
1: I right. used to go to the comic book shop and yell at my buddy Tony, who owned it, mm-hmm. about, well, if freaking death of Superman never happened, yeah. how does Green Lantern become Parallax? And it, that is continuity. Yeah.
2: And it was the worst because at parts you thought that it did happen, like yeah. in, in the beginning of uh, Morrison's Action Comics, and then they kind of said it didn't. And no, no. there's no Cyborg no, Superman no. yet. How All did this right. happen, yes. Tony? So, Tell me. How about this? So I'm glad, oh Carl continues, so I'm glad to have you there to explain all this Convergence stuff because I was pretty much lost flipping through it all. I read Flashpoint and all those other crossovers, but at this point, those are all just like variant costume action figures to my overstuffed memory. Though First off, I, I, I pity him for having to have us explain things, but <laughs> here's what I think would have helped. Identifying Later. the characters, even just little boxes, when they first appear saying which reality they're from. I like that idea. I said that to you. Um yeah. one one of the comics that we read last week, I believe it was, did that. And it was one of yours. And I really liked that. Like when the, the character showed up, it had a little little like a placard type thing that said, No, that was that was oh, convergence. No. Yeah, it was two. actually convergence. Yes. It, well still it was convergence, but at no, least, Convergence number one, I think. Maybe. At least it showed you it okay, told I remember. people it was one because remember it was when Yolanda old Yolanda Montez, and it was like, she was dead, then not dead, and now she's back again. But oh, I, Hermanito. I, yeah, oh, oh I, I, actually, um, I actually like that. He also says, and a bracket with the city, so you know exactly who's fighting whom and when. Which shocks me, as of this point, they don't have something like that up just on the D.C. site just to see how it's going or what's. Like a round robin list? Yeah, yeah, up low. It'd be like a March Madness. Yeah, if You'd have that. They'd have the brackets. And, in fact, just go all the way out, have it on the D.C. site, and have people able to go and make their picks. Make it a real event. Yeah. Oh, you know? People would love it. They'd make picks and, you know, start betting. Yeah, let's bet some yeah, shit. Come on, man. Yeah. I'm actually reading Injustice, but when that Superman showed up, I had no idea who he was. Because he was in a prison outfit. He, I have never played the game.
1: And That makes no difference, because you never see that in the game No, either. I know.
2: But, uh, I, you know what? <coughs> this is another thing that is funny, because you played the game. You don't read the comic. I didn't play the game. I love the comic. And I'm getting more and more people who never played the game and have really enjoyed the comic.
1: Weirdest part about that, too, before we started the site, you were a gamer and I was a comic book reader. Yeah,
2: it's true, and I rarely play any games anymore. But yeah, um, I'm not a big fighting, I was never a big fighting game guy. Masher's butt Oh yeah, I'm a button masher all the way. I'd probably sit on the Controller and do like a little twerking on it. Just don't and stop. And I win. You. Oh and God! Carl continues, and it doesn't help that the rules are all over the map. Characters are appearing at random times. Some teleporting. Some starting before the domes come down. Some with one target. Some just rampaging. And then I'm going. Which Hawkman is this, and why is he here? <laughs> what is he doing? Where are we in this game? <laughs> anyway, like I said, I'm mainly just flipping through these. If I had money, like I did when those old crossover, older crossovers came out, I'd still skip this entirely. It's not meant for me which is saying something because i know a lot about the old dc continuity than a lot of other people and that's from carl and i agree um I don't know who this is for anymore.
1: That's funny because we talked about this before it actually came out when it was first announced. It was like this seems like a way to try to breach the gap because the New 52 seemed for newer people to jump in. And this would be like trying to bring the older crowd back. Yeah. And it's doing neither. It's making people who read the New 52 stop. It's not enticing any older people.
2: You know what it would be really cool too if they did in a different way that it would get the older people and then get people like me where maybe I don't know a lot about uh, Superboy and the Legion of uh, Superheroes. and the way they would do these issues are, yes, the older people would love seeing those characters back, but it would also get me to understand what happened before, but it doesn't do that. Because well, that's of,
1: why I've always wanted DC to do that thing. I don't even know if Marvel still does it, but that first page used to be a catch-up yeah, for so everybody I'll, to see what's
2: and, going on. And there's one thing. I wanted to talk about it later when we did the books, but I'll talk about it now. First off, they have that... Two page or pseudo two page thing in the back of every book. Yeah. Why isn't that at the beginning?
1: Seriously. Why isn't really back?
2: I, I guarantee you, there's some people who read it, especially digital readers, that have no idea that's even there. They get done the book and they're done. And it's so stupid to not have that in the front. And also, my big complaint about all of this, and we've talked about this at work, mentioned it a hundred times. Why, when I get, say, a flash, I get the flash this week. Right. Right. Um, I know The Flash. You could be pretty sure that most people know The Flash. You know what? In this two page thing with the history of the characters, how about one of those? Uh, it's about the tangent villain that you're going to oh, see. Oh, Because nobody knows that. that. Of the 100% of the people getting The Flash book, 98% know Barry Allen and at least a bit of his backstory enough to know what's going on. Who knows the Tangent Universe? And I'm hoping that they would do this. If if, if the next issue, issue two, has yeah. that same goddamn backup freaking history of Barry Allen, uh, I'll strangle somebody. But yet, but yet by then, it's too late for me. It, it sh- I we should know or I agree. or it's say too late like for you. Uh, yes in the <laughs> other like uh, the Wonder Woman and the um, I guess Swamp Thing Red Rain. You know a lot about Red Rain.
1: No, I never read. No, Red Rain. why?
2: Why don't we get that? Why don't we get a little background? I don't even care. Like a Red Rain, I don't need the characters. Give me a little background of what the story was. And you know what else that has happened? People read that and think, you know what? I that seems interesting. I'll go. I'll go and do it. But yeah. I'll go read it. I'll get a you know the collected work or whatever. But instead, oh, I know it's vampires,
1: and that's all yeah, I go with, and, and I'm okay st- I mean, with it. Though.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. But at least give us a background. Maybe even um, when they do it. Have uh, the Barry Allen have that that thing with it, and then put something at the end like um, a suggestive reading. Maybe some. I know that they don't want to point out like these are the best stories because you're going to insult somebody or whatever. But I would like that too. I, and
1: it's just, not even that. It's just that whatever's going with this time frame we're dealing with in that week. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean. Like this week's Barry Allen. I was looking at the back of that, we, they that. What they do with that backup is they try to tell you what, what part of time we're in. Like right yeah, after yeah. The, the trial of the Flash. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're trying to lead you up to whatever continuity that they're bashing into you in the book. Yeah, like Hawkman
1: was the Shadow War. Yeah,
2: and, and like you said, that Barry Allen even mentions. He's like, I was in the 30th century, and then I used the, the, uh, cosmic, the treadmill. cosmic treadmill and got back here, and then I got trapped. Oh, Iris. Oh, boohoo. <laughs> I did like that issue, but we'll get to that. But uh, <laughs> the next uh e- email is from Reggie. Oh Jesus. And Reggie, you know what Reggie does? He sets things in uh two sections, one for me and one for you. And I mentioned last week that I should make you read the part from me so I but uh, I'll read it all. I you know my lovely reading voice. <laughs> which Reggie once commented, I sounded like Dean Martin. And I said to him, this was on Twitter. And you uh, swooned for a week. Oh yeah, and I was like bah,
4: bah, 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 bah. I was, I, didn't say I, was,
2: I was actually gonna croon all all yeah. episode and then I got to him and told him that and he said no I just sound drunk. Said, Thanks a lot, Reggie. But here Reggie goes, Dear You know I'm gonna remember about, about this roast? The parking lot. That's it, the parking lot. Uh now I I'm not a small town pizza lawyer. Uh Reggie actually had mentioned in this in the uh the title of this that he listened to the podcast in one sitting and he, and he got shingles. <laughs> he has an issue with shingles, Reggie, but Reggie says, Dear Jim, I should read it like the small town pizza lure. No, I don't think you Dear should. Jim, it's more than a little ironic that a marble mouth podcast host who can't even pronounce the word particularly All right. would, would chide one Stephen Copper for his acute but endearing dialect. Now, I'll tell you, it's not only acute, it's cute. Get it? No. That was, I don't even know what that was. I was. <laughs> no, I love Stephen Copper's freaking dialect. I think it's the best. Uh, I love when he says that. The Occam Night Auction. I love that guy. Dot ang. Science The sad truth is that if he is learning English by reading the reviews on your website, he will still only know enough English to pass third grade resource room. <laughs> that is true. He'd know some pop culture references and some potty jokes though better he should read the backs of cereal boxes and the things scrawled on the bathroom walls at truck stops if he wants to pass as an English speaker that doesn't have to register with his parole board <laughs> i love i I could never give enough uh Kudos to anybody who reads the back of cereal boxes. They used to be so much better, though. I know. Yeah, I wonder what squalid cult compounder unibomber shack you, Eric, and your ilk inhabit, where the internet is so poor that it takes ages to download a three-hour podcast. Perhaps if Eric would cash in his Commodore sixty-four for one of those shiny Amiga computers, <laughs> he can speed his download time while enjoying the splendor of thirty-two-bit computer graphics. It's funny you mentions that because my one buddy, I had a Commodore 64 back in the day, and my one buddy Pete got an Amiga, and I'm telling you, you know what the Amiga was known for?
4: Yeah. It's
2: graphics. They were great. They were awesome. Uh, my first computer was a Wang. A Wang, huh? You know, yeah. That's, that's back to the truck stop talk. Um, a, a particular hilarity is the idea of splitting the podcast in the two parts. <laughs> Obviously, everybody knows I didn't do that. One just for your and Eric's ramblings and the other concentrated on that week's comic books. Your average listener is either being tortured by your voices at Guantanamo Bay or is a masochist enough to sit through three-plus hours of idiocy in order to prove some fleeting point. To split the podcast in two would have the effect of spreading the para... I don't... Paraquat. <laughs> Every time I re- I'm reading this, and everything is getting so hard to read. Paraquat, <laughs> over illegal crops, barely tainting the groundwater and causing only the most minor chemical burns and deformities. I say, keep the singular podcast format intact, so it will be contained and therefore dispose of more easily. By the way, <laughs> by the way, Reggie, you can make fun of me not knowing paraquat. You can help your more delusional listeners by signifying parts of the show in the show notes, i.e. 00.00, Jim and Eric bitch and moan, 00.40 second, 40 minute minute marks, yeah, 40 minute mark, news of the week, uh, an hour and 15, Dan's Geek News, etc. You think we bitch that much? Yes. Yes, I do. Again, you and Eric are terrible, awful people, and to listen to your podcast makes me despair for humanity. Great work. Keep them coming. Love, Reggie. So, yes, nice. I I actually I I've always had a pre- anytime I start reading too much I think what it is
0: what it you is have a stroke no
2: it's my it's my attention I start reading and all of a sudden the whole screen fills up with words and then I, I just I start wandering That I, I I can't
1: help it. It's like the menus at Taco
2: Bell. Yeah, all of a sudden, no, then I panic. I don't like whenever <laughs> I go. And what happened then too, I stood far back. I, I had like the buffer zone that you have when you go in order and so I don't think that they should ask me what I want yet. Yeah. That it's obvious I'm still looking and the lady engaged me and I freaked out. <laughs> I'm not good at stuff like that. I'm not good at dealing. I'm not good at dealing with people. And then, (laughs) uh, and then I'm looking at this. I wanted to get a main thing, and then maybe something from the value menu. And the value menu was all over the place. And I'm looking, and then I, I. Freaked out again. I ordered something and then I realized that I know why or what I'm saying is true that their menu is a little confusing because they have a Cliffs Notes version on the counter that you can pick up and it <laughs> has more pictures and stuff. So if you need a Cliffs Notes version of your menu, your menu's too freaking crazy. Go through the drive-thru, friend. Yeah, yeah. the drive-thru is pretty well spelled out. But yeah, yeah. I, I went in. It was st- ridiculous. Then I also said, yeah, I'll have it to go. Okay, they gave me a tray. I had to gather my stuff in like Jeez. a bundle and run out to the car, get back to work.
1: Ask for a bag, yeah, man. No, Damn.
2: No, that's too late then. Okay, dear Eric. Well, you carried a purse full of wine coolers. You dressed <laughs> in drag for a week at school. You Not walk, a week. It was you, just for a Halloween you walk dance. Yeah, uh, I was... Uh, you rock a Shannon Doherty headband. So, what are I, your thoughts about Ed Wood's Glen or Glenda? I know you've seen it; you practically live the main story.
1: I haven't watched Glenn or Glenda in years. i, remember, uh, I was trying to think. When did Ed Wood come out? Because after that, I know they started putting out a bunch yeah. of like, uh, like old, de- like it was a like a multiple yeah, like a DVD pack. set. Yeah, a pack set. And I remember buying that, and I, just, I haven't watched it since. I don't think, but I did. It does like uh, make me laugh every time. I think yeah, Glen or Glenda. You laugh, but it's not good. No, it's not none good. Of, none of it. They do have a big oh. parody of it and Seed of Chucky. Oh,
2: really? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the freaking... I need old school crickets going now. <laughs> there we go. They're back. I know you miss the crickets. Huh. I say we wait for Dan Juergens outside of the Booster Gold... Uh, booster society clubhouse and give him the old one two for claiming that tim drake batman beyonds continuity is the same as the current dcu continuity you already proved that it wasn't and i agreed you won't get more official than that damn right let's uh, that go find him uh, reggie put himself out on a limb agreeing with you and now dan <laughs> jurgens so dan jurgens doesn't like us so you guys can give him the one two and the three uh, D- despite the fact that even the old uh, in and out too yeah, maybe, oh yeah huh? the in and out uh, the old uh in and out. Despite the fact that even being in Toys R Us or any toy all probably violates one or more terms of your probation, which I mentioned earlier, I still await a mini-mate's unboxing video. We have to have something to show the court when you end up doing like Michael Douglas and falling down and eradicating your coworkers and neighbors. It should go without saying that Jim is first. Hopefully oh, yeah. I'm at Taco Bell when you decide that. We got some crazy people at work. You can go for them first. Actually, we have probably two or three main candidates of somebody to shoot up the work at our, our place yeah it's, it's scary there and you know who's number one you know who I'm talking about yes I know who you're talking yeah. about the guy who had strep throat and got right in my face on yesterday so I have strep throat I have, my
1: kid has strep throat and I just threw up The and worst he gets, is he gets he, right in your face I think I have pink eye get the he, fuck away he, from me he then. usually gets God,
2: right in right my face and his breath stinks so bad he told me he threw up and his breath smelled better it was, it was odd yeah. Uh, yes. And, uh, did I tell you the other day when I was in the bathroom and I heard somebody brushing their teeth no. <laughs> at work <laughs> and I, I didn't want to come out of the, and I, I was <laughs> trying to look and then I came out and the person was gone. Somebody at work was brushing their teeth and, it, and this was like at nine, nine, it was before break or anything. It was really odd. Uh, Okay. The miserable truth is that you're actually the positive dynamic of the show's otherwise uh, cynical and negative demeanor. That's right. Which is to say that you are the ray of urine streaking through a dense network of shit that is stopping up your toilet bowl. And considering what you eat, that's not a metaphorical toilet bowl either. Keep up the good work. Love, Reggie. Now, (laughs) I want to mention to Reggie this thing – Positive dynamic of the show's otherwise cynical and negative demeanor. I don't that was know, last week, too. Yeah, I don't know if Reggie listened to last week because you were a dick
1: last week. Yeah, and I felt bad for it afterwards. I was like, I was really harsh to Jim this episode. And
2: everything I said, you were, and it wasn't even like now we're talking you're laughing it up. I would say something and you would just go, no. No, and you're it wrong, just jerk like off. I was like, no. And then at one point that we kind of alluded to that we usually we, we record. We don't edit anything out except the endings and the beginnings of, of the Suicide Squad. No, that's what I'm saying. I got so angry, I just said, fuck it, I'm not doing this. And I almost just uh, dropped the call, told you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> but then I said, I'm not uh, doing that. You were just ripping in, not even ripping into me. Ripping into me is funny. You were just like, no, that's not right. Nope, no, that's not wrong, what man. it was. You're that's
1: wrong. not how it was. No. So, uh Thanks I knew something chance. was off before we started recording, too, because I usually have this like moment, like this like yeah. half an hour of zen where I try to get ready. I listen to a bunch of songs, mm-hmm. and it wasn't working. I'm like, oh, shit, something is not right tonight. Yeah. Did,
2: it, did it work tonight?
1: I'm having a good time.
2: Well, tonight we actually start a little later because I am legitimately sick today, and I feel like uh, any moment I could run off to the bathroom and up, Chuck. And if I do, I'll, I'll bring the mic. Oh. And then I'll get in your face like Jimmy did at work, and it'll smell good. Oh. All right, on with the next mail, which is from Tom. All right, Tom. So I'm going to get in a little bit of a uh, late-night DJ. Hey, is, is this Tom. that
1: Tom that's been seeing my girlfriend? It might be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we won't talk about that, Tom, because your girlfriend might listen to this. I'm going to do, like, a little uh, late-night voice here. Well, you're on the night shift with Jim and Eric. All right. You like that voice? That's a pretty I good do. voice. i do. getting a
4: little
1: hard here.
2: Tom says, you guys were asking what people thought of Convergence. I hate it. i can't can't wait until it ends i don't even want to read reviews of the issues but i've been reading yours because i like you guys yeah why are you making me read them why you guys suck love tom (laughs) all right (laughs) tom tom doesn't like convergence and that's my next that's my new character i'm working on a lot of characters now sexy Uh, dj sexy midnight dj Next will be the um, yelling uh, sportscaster. I like that guy, too. I don't, I don't like it. That you, won't you be So I'm going it's... to go back to my <clears throat> crappy voice, which is for the next one and the last one of the night. Thank you, Tom. At, yes, Tom, thank you. We do suck. You're right. And, again, I'll mention before we end this with the last email that if you want to, us to read Jeez. your email, send us a note at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. But Ooh. here is Charles Z. Charles Z. Charles Z. says, "I think that Jim said before that he hates these events because they are never what they are promised to be. How do you like convergence? Because it is far from finishing old stories we were led to believe it was going to be. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I."
1: I don't know if we ever really thought it was going to finish old stories.
2: Well, That's what Dan DiDio said. And that even in that video, in that video he presented like these are the characters and storylines that we left and now we get to go back and it's like these, yes, these are finishing those characters. (laughs) Not in the way I think that people thought. And all in all, I'll complain all tonight, but all in all, I'm actually pretty positive about it. I, I don't, uh, it's killing our sight. People, people, don't, people do not want to know about people, Convergence we were, at all. We were, on a, we were on a roll, and then we hit this Convergence event. We're wearing I don't top know, hats, I, smoking yeah, cigars. Yeah, oh, we were kicking back top hat cigars, big bow ties, Fuck freaking yeah. people riding us in rickshaws around town. I don't know what your <laughs> big shot does nowadays. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it seems that there's not a lot of interest in Convergence. I that, The first week, people seem to want to see what's going on. I think they've long
1: They saw and Yeah, they gone.
2: they saw it now they're off uh reading their Star Wars and their Archies and, and their, their
1: Spider Gwen's
2: Nancy and Family Circus <laughs> Beetle Bailey. Hector the Horrible Hagar Hector. Hector. <laughs> Hagar the Horrible. Ah uh, yes. All those good ones. Like uh I used to have Family Circus was my favorite. Ziggy. Bob, hec- I remember Bob when... Hector. Yeah. yeah. Ooh.
1: When we Marvin, had the... Marvin um, Hector was the name of my Cabbage Patch doll as a kid, which actually goes with the Glenn or Glenda bit again, I yeah, guess. So cabbage
2: Patch. Well, that's more your mom's fault. She got you, Marvin Hector, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, when we were in school, we used to have the book club, and every time I'd be able to get anything in it, I would get, like, Family Circus or Peanuts. I, everybody else wants to have these, like, really cool comic uh, origins. Mine were definitely, like, Peanuts, uh, <laughs> Ziggy. I'm not a bad... Uh, Heathcliff. I hated Heathcliff. Craft like that. But yeah, that's what I used to like. I used to go for
1: monster books and UFOs and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: the, those things scared me.
1: <laughs> but that's that's it for the mail. That was some right. good mail. We did yes. it
2: again. Congratulations, Eric. You survived. Woo! We made it through another tour of duty. And now we're going to... Good move. night, everybody! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's part one of the podcast. You can find that as... Uh, we'll call that intro and... We're going to split everything into 17 podcasts now.
1: That's called Bullshit and Listener yes, Mail. Yes, it is. Bullshit and
2: Listener Mail. Thank you, and see you tomorrow. Well, what is your C, and seven? C your and seven. See you in 7? There's
1: your sign-off. See 7. Good night uh, and good luck. Yes, good night and good luck.
2: We're going to go on to the news.
1: I know. It's kind of a big news week, but it's like small news to, in a well, degree.
2: It's big news, but it's not news that really interests me one goddamn bit, really. I have to admit. And the first one is Frank Miller's Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, will be coming out. They announced that they will have uh, the third part of the Dark Knight trilogy. I guess it'll be now by Frank Miller. Even though it's funny because in different things that you read about this, they really don't want to mention the second part (laughs) at all. (laughs) But they keep saying about the trilogy. It's kind of funny to me. But... The announcement said, uh, Frank Miller will be joined by acclaimed writer Brian Azzarello on an eight-issue comic book periodical to be published twice a month under the DC Comics imprint marking the 30th anniversary of the Dark Knight Returns original series. This periodical is slated for publication beginning in late 2015. What do you think of uh, – you're, you're a big Dark Knight uh, Returns fan.
1: No, I wasn't. I, I, I thought you were I, of Returns. I'm saying, though, I read it as a kid because I got the trade like right away, I don't even know yeah. how I was able to get this goddamn thing. Um, and I didn't understand. I don't know if I was too young to realize exactly what was going on in this book. Okay. It was just weird to me, especially with the mutants and shit like that. This was yeah. not the Batman that I knew.
4: Okay. And
1: then I was, you know, I grew up a bit and I read it. I really liked it then, as like a teenager. Mm-hmm. But then when uh, Dark Knight Strikes Again,
2: yeah, I hated that book. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm saying a lot of people, uh, the Strikes Again, they kind of wanna. Take that out of the mix. But um, do you think that this announcement would get you to go and get
1: the Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, well, it's a classic story that a lot of people love. There's, if you don't have it, you should.
2: Yeah, I actually got it out of the library today. What do you think of that? Uh, you think- know why? Because Jody uh, got this story on our site. Oh, yeah. And Jody found out something that's a, um, a rule of the site. If you put up anything and then something has to be done later about it, it's all you. Because he, he <laughs> sent me a message. Do you see the message? He's yeah. like, I think you guys should uh, review Dark Knight Returns. and try. I'm like, no, nope, you put the news up. It's all you, buddy. I'm not doing it. But <laughs> nice. I, I did get it from the library, um, and I'm going to read it again. I read it um, a couple months ago for the first time, and I liked it. But I'm going to read it again. I think um, my 15-year-old wants to read it, too.
1: You're
2: going to watch some movies, too? I don't know. I I'm not Well, you have them, right? Yeah. Yeah, if, I, if you bring them into work, I'll watch them. All right, cool. Yeah, I have a problem. I had a problem. I wanted to get those from the library, and I never could find them. I'm cheap. I don't buy things. Huh. But what am I? I'm in the... Uh, I got Frank, five kids to feed. Frank Miller says, Batman Reigns, my favorite comic book hero, and a sequel to Dark Knight is going to be dawning, but we'll do our best. What do you think about Brian Azzarello writing it with him?
1: I think that uh, Frank Miller is getting on in the years. He's fine. I hear rumor that he's not doing so well. Yeah.
2: On in the years, yeah. He looks awful. He looks he's like his... awful for 30 yeah. years. No, he looks – you haven't seen him like now. He looks terrible. Uh, do you remember around – I don't know. It seems to me it strikes in my mind that it was December of last year, the end of last year, that there was a lot of rumors going around that this was happening, but it was going to be Scott Snyder co-writing it with him. And I guess that never happened or fell through, or maybe just somebody heard that, hey, he's writing it with somebody, and and then somebody just jumped to the conclusion that Scott Snyder would do it because he was doing Batman at that time.
1: The rumors um, I remember hearing were about him finishing All-Star Batman and Robin Hood uh, yeah, yeah, that was years ago. I'm no, I mean, that, I mean I, recently. This, what we're talking about right now, I didn't remember seeing anybody talk about it, Dark Knight 3. It was all about getting with Jim Lee oh, really? and finally finishing... Uh, All-Star Batman. No, it's weird because they've been they've
2: been writing this since like November or September, I think wh- how it would uh, turn out, how they're saying the the uh, months that they've been working on it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I remember hearing, I it might have been on another podcast that they had heard rumors that Scott Snyder was writing something with him, but they still haven't announced the artists. So there's no artist announced on it. I have a weird feeling that Jim Lee will do a little of it, Hopefully. And uh, I bet you your man Jay Lee is going to be involved. That's my I bet. I don't like Jay Lee. I bet you he's going to. And then he's going to do a Batman Superman cover that you're going to have to talk about on a freaking TV show. <laughs> and I was, I was actually thinking of who I would want to have uh, do the art. And I know that people are going to jump around and, oh, we need Greg Capullo. Greg Capullo will be – and I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Um, I would like Jim Lee. Jay Lee, though. I'm not a big fan myself. But on the next piece of news, we only have two tonight, and the next one is a story that pretty much seemed to break the internet for a little. A little bit. Yeah, because Suicide Squad director David Ayer tweeted the first clear look at Jared Leto Leto, as, as the Joker. And no, sir, I didn't like it. No, there's already a ton of memes for it, too, which made me laugh. And then uh, did you see the one where they have um, a shirtless Ben Affleck as Batman and he's got all these Batman tattoos? No, I didn't see that. It's pretty funny. I was going to send it to you. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I'm going to tell you now. You Think in your mind the picture. I have the yeah. picture right here. Yeah, I got it. Okay, you got it. We talked about a band a couple weeks ago at work, and I'm telling you, he looks exactly like the lead singer of The Prodigy. If you, oh, if you yeah. would pull up that guy, they, he looks exactly like him. And <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen it, it's, it's him doing a killing joke pose with his hands in his hair and with his mouth wide open. And he's got a grill, number one, or really bad uh, dental work. But it looks I just like, saw
1: it as really bad dental uh, work. I suppose
2: people are claiming I've it's a grill. I've seen people say it was a grill, yeah. yeah. Um, he's got a a tattoo on his forehead that says damaged. He's got another, what, J under his eye that's almost like that teardrop like he's yeah. in jail. Uh, on one Tattoo's th- all over. On one side of his chest, he's got a um, a Joker-type thing skull. Then he's got ha-ha-ha, he's got cards, he's got ha-ha on his arms, he's got the Joker. Big old smiley face. Joker's smiley face. A smiley, you know. Other ch- and I think it's ridiculous. I I hate <laughs> it. I don't like it one bit.
1: I don't like thinking about a movie with a shirtless Joker the entire time. So this better just be, like, you know, them showing us this, but we never see him with his shirt off in the
2: movie. No, it's funny, too, because you put a shirt on him and let his hair go down. You don't see hardly anything. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I saw, like, uh, memes that had, like, I didn't choose the Joker life. The Joker life chose me. (laughs) You know, crap like that. But, yeah, um, I don't like it. I really don't. I think it's silly. Again, you know what. I don't
1: know what's. I I want to have a movie where we get the Joker as the Joker again. Now you you could say that was like you know Michael Michael Keaton's Batman '89. Yeah. But that still wasn't the Joker to me because that was a, a pudgy fucking Jack Nicholson. Yeah.
2: Um. The weird thing is, is people have stopped talking. When we first heard the news about Jared Leto and this, people were all up in arms about. Why is he even in the Suicide Squad? Now people have kind of not even mentioned this. They just don't like the look. He still could be in it for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He could be just flashbacks throughout the movie with Harley. Maybe she just sees him. And um, say that's the case. Say that it's just a thing almost like in the um, Convergence, uh, Harley Quinn, where occasionally she just sees him in her mind, that she's going a little nuts. Then I wouldn't mind this Joker because that would be a rendition of the Joker through her mind, yep. and it would that would make sense to me. But yeah,
1: if this is and this is the him, thing that's going to get the press up though, because it's not like you can put a picture of uh, Will Smith as dead shot. That's not going to get people excited. Yeah. Put the Joker up there, the fucking internet's going to break. Again, it, you you'll it find, said.
4: Yeah,
2: and you'll find out. You're like, oh, this was Jared Leto. He did this in his ten minutes of filming. Yeah, I don't know. They somebody even said, oh, they. The Joker was, is in the Suicide Squad because he knows how to deal with Batman. I'm like, first off, Batman. I, you think Batman's going to be in it?
1: I heard rumor before that yeah. they might make it a cameo.
2: It, but a cameo again. Yeah. The, the two might be just cameos. I don't know. But if it is, then I'm kind of pissed off at uh, what's his name, David Ayer, and the whole thing. If they're gonna, I know you want to get some publicity and get people, uh, you know, pumped up and all that. But man, um, people are going to be waiting for that first trailer to see if he's prominently in it. Speaking yeah. of, and that is a little segue for something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, what's it called? Isn't coming out until the fifteenth. The um, what? uh, what's the movie that we, we talk about that was going to have the um, Batman versus Superman trailer that you want? Oh, to Fury see? Road. Oh, yeah, Fury Road. Uh, that doesn't. I've seen the trailer though. Yeah. No, I'm saying that doesn't come out for another three weeks. The movie. No. So I'm telling you, I looked today to see, remember I made the claim that I think they're going to have to retool and, and show another trailer of Batman vs. Superman? I bet you they do. I don't they, think they will. They have a month between. I really. If they don't, people are just going to be like, what the hell, we saw this already.
1: Honestly, I'd still love to see that trailer on the big screen, yeah. so I wouldn't complain at all. So
2: you would actually pay ten dollars to go see a trailer that you've seen. No, now 100 I'm to go see the
1: fucking movie. No, the trailer's yeah, not a bonus.
2: Nobody wants to see that.
1: Moment. Nobody does that anymore. We Just have the so. internet.
2: No, I'm telling you, that's why it was a big thing. And then when it leaked, it screwed everything.
1: Up. <laughs> that's the problem, though. They're going to do this, and it's going to leak every goddamn time. Yeah, yeah. It the, inter- the internet's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, I still don't know how that leaked. They, they did they ever say what? leaked it i don't know kim
1: jong-il or un
2: mm-hmm. yeah kim jong-un well that's it for our news and you know what daniel with his geek news is coming up and he's going to talk about the same exact things a couple other things but man he was not happy with this look of the joker and i'm sure he's going to come off as a very angry all right very angry and that's his ge- bring geek bring the anger baby The anger is coming and here is dan's geek news boosh
3: Hello, Weird Science! Dan here, coming at you with all of your latest geek news for the week. After weeks of Snapchat posts, photos on Instagram, and new rumors almost every day, David Ayer, director of Suicide Squad, has finally released the first official photo of Jared Leto as the Joker. And I just have to say that it is fucking hideous! I was willing to give Jared Leto the benefit of the doubt as the Joker when I saw the different photos that were being released. Uh, They did one that was a tribute to the Killing Joke, where he had the camera and you could kind of see that his hair was green. And, you know, Jared Leto was posting photos up on Snapchat to everybody where, you know, his skin wasn't bleached. He had, like, red lipstick on. And I was like, okay, maybe this will work. And then I saw the commemorative photo that David Ayer released in honor of the 75th anniversary of the Joker. And I have to... I I need to rage for a second here. Okay, if you haven't seen the photo, it's supposed to be a tribute to The Killing Joke. Jared Leto's the Joker. His mouth is open. You can see his teeth. He's got his hands on his head. He's got tattoos all over his arms. Tattoos on his chest. Tattoos down his ribs. Uh, a tattoo on his forehead under his hairline. A tattoo under his one eye. It's just so many fucking tattoos for a character that doesn't have tattoos. Joker is traditionally clad in a purple and green suit. How do we go from purple and green suit to tattoos? (sighs) Normally I could get over that. I could go, okay, this is a new representation of the character. But then I noticed that some of Joker's teeth were silver. Now, I could be wrong. This could be me just really getting mad. But I'm pretty sure Joker is wearing a fucking grill in the photo. If that's the case, what the fuck? Uh, I I can understand taking Batman characters and trying to gridify them up to have them fit into the David Ayer universe, but I don't think Joker is the character that needs to do it. I really hope that when he releases a photo of Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn is going to be a lot more bearable than this Joker is, because right now this Joker actually is making me wonder if I actually want to see this film. It is safe to say that in the Marvel vs. DC battle that's coming up when Suicide Squad comes out, Marvel has won, and I can't even remember which film they have coming out when Suicide Squad comes out. But Marvel wins. On the bright side, Frank Miller is in the news again because DC Comics has announced that he's going to be writing The Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, a follow-up to the other Dark Knight graphic novels he's done, which are The Dark Knight Returns and The Dark Knight Strikes Again. No artist has been announced for the project yet, but Brian Alizzaro is involved and is set to be released this fall over the course of eight issues. Uh, Obviously, this isn't Frank Miller's first foray into Batman, He's done uh, Batman Year One and then the other two graphic novels that I mentioned. And I think he might have done one other one, too, but I could be wrong. Uh, But I'm excited for this. I enjoy Frank Miller's writing on Batman, not necessarily so much his art. But I think it would be kind of cool if he decided to do the art for this book. But we'll find that out when it gets closer. Marvel's Daredevil is a success. Now, I personally haven't had a chance to fire up the show on my iPad yet, but fans online have been very vocal about the show. Uh, it seems like the general consensus is that the show started slow, but then it gets really fantastic. And Netflix has responded to that by announcing that the show is getting a second season. Woohoo! And fans are already online saying what they want to see in season two. The two big ones I keep seeing pop up are the Punisher and Elektra. Now I think we stand a good shot of seeing Elektra show up in this, if only because. Th- She's a a deep part of the Daredevil universe. I don't know if she's going to show up, though, because I'm not sure who owns the rights to her at this point. Um, But she needs to show up at some point. That way they can make up for that Ben Affleck film, which was weird. And finally, I want to talk to you guys about Constantine for a minute. Constantine is a show that we cannot talk about enough here at Weird Science. The show is great, it's well-cast, and yet NBC seems to have trouble making up its mind about whether or not it wants to do a second season. In a last-ditch effort to see if fans are interested in seeing a second season of the show, NBC has made every episode, all the episodes of season one, available to stream online for free for a limited time. This is one of those few times when I'm going to say this to you, uh, please, go on NBC.com, go on Hulu, go on to wherever they have put this stream up, and go watch these episodes. This show is really well done. I actually want to go back and rewatch season one myself, because I did miss a few episodes of it. But uh, this show was beautifully done. It's true to the character. It's a great penance for the Keanu Reeves film. And yet, we don't know if it's getting a second season. Now, I know on... Uh, April 27th, the show's creator is actually going in and pitching a season two. NBC is going to decide in May, based on how this goes, if they're going to give the show a second season. Uh, If you want to talk about this on Twitter, the hashtag SaveConstantine is what's being used. So please check this out. Go watch this. The show is fantastic. And there is one more piece of news that did catch onto my radar. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't write it up for this, but I am just going to throw it in there because it's kind of awesome. Uh, Telltale Games has teamed up with Marvel. And they're actually going to be releasing a game together. Telltale Games, of course, is the company that's done uh, The Walking Dead. They did the Game of Thrones game that's out now on iOS. And I believe Android devices, although I could be wrong. And they have a game coming out in 2017 together. It is going to be awesome. Marvel is going to rule 2017. Let's just say that. I know this is a DC Comics podcast, but Marvel is going to rule 2017. 2016 is still up for grabs. The end of this year is obviously going to be ruled by Star Wars. All hail the almighty George Lucas. Anyway, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at twitter.com slash Stransky. That's going to be the best place uh, to see what's going on with me, where I put out my videos for my YouTube channel, where I put up posts for my blog, 1138geekconfessions.wordpress.com. And if you want to check out my digital comic and vertigo reviews for Weird Science, you can do so through the site. Until next time, guys, this is Dan, signing off.
2: All right, we're back from Dan's Geek News. Dan is an angry fella. And Hopefully. I'm, I'm not even going to make the joke about asking you what you thought of his news because we obviously do not listen to it before we record. But you know what we do? Do, do, do <laughs> before we record? I, I try to stop myself from that. I always hate that. But you know what we do do? What's up, baby? We read the books. Yes, we do. So this section is the books. And we're going to start with you. But before we do that, I want to know, just in general, we talked earlier, positive week for you bookwise?
1: Yeah, I was looking at it. It's pretty positive.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I said mine wasn't, and then I looked, and yeah, my scores are very positive. This is probably <laughs> my best overall week in scores. Though it's weird because it, in my mind, it wasn't as positive as it seemed to be. And it's because I had one of the last books I did, uh, Wonder Woman, I hated. But that's beside the point. We'll get to that. Because first, <laughs> we're going to start with the main title. The title that leads to everything else. The, the peanut butter to the every other book's jelly. Fair the, enough. The rice to everyone else's fried. What? <laughs> the car to everyone else's van. And I'm talking Convergence.
1: Well, you're losing me, is what you're doing. I'm getting tired. Convergence yeah. number three, written by Jeff King with art by Steven Segovia, Jason Paz, John Starr, and Peter Steigerwald. Mm-hmm. Staggerwald. Yes, the Staggerwald. <laughs> is it stagger or something with stagger? Damn, no, it. I think it's stagger. I don't know. All right, convergence continues with tales, Tails. Telos destroying a pre-crisis Candor for not fighting the Earth for not fighting. The Earth-2 survivors taking out more of Telos's drones as they try to make it to Demos' world of Skartaris so that they might get off this crazy rock and possibly reconnect with other survivors of Earth-2. If that wasn't enough to tickle your fancy, Batman goes and blows himself up, taking out a whole mess of pre-Flashpoint Gotham villains. But not the Joker. Oh, no. The good old clown prince of crime was laying back to see what was going down, and after the smoke cleared, he shot Grayson, only to have Telos appear behind him and snap his goddamn neck. So long pre-Flashpoint Joker. What the heck? Wasn't that a crazy-ass ending to this book? I, I loved it.
2: Oh, my God. I, the actual issue itself I had a, I had a bunch of problems with. Um, but, man, when Joker showed up, it was pretty cool. Um, I know that we, we complain a lot about, oh, man, here, Joker, oh, we're digging into the well, you know, too many times. When he gets this neck snap was so great. And Telos just steps up behind him and just ba-boom, just snaps his neck. Which is funny because, I, I don't know, do you think? Do you consider Telos a guy who would snap necks? From what I do we've now. Seen, I, I wouldn't have. I would have thought he would show up and somehow he'd like be able to put his hands inside you and rip you apart. You know, some crazy power. All of a power. sudden he'd be the
1: perfect storm in a tidal wave. Yeah, over. I'm
2: saying just... A crazy power, like I'm telling you if they had the fighting game that w- we wish they would, the Convergence fighting game I wouldn't think Telus's finishing move is behind the, the this next <laughs> snap, it just didn't seem right, but yeah um, it was a crazy ending uh, I even the Batman blowing himself up was just I liked it. I thought it was cool.
1: Out of left field for me. Did
2: not see that happen. It was awesome. Um, I know that a lot of people have complained that this book is only there for the Earth 2 people, and it it continues again this week.
1: I I don't really see it that way. Yes, it's for the Earth 2, but I'm saying the reason that I like this more than the last two issues is that the World's End nonsense seems to be over.
2: It is, but just think, if you and I did not read World's End, Say we just we do a podcast. We do (laughs) we do a podcast and we kind of pick four comics around. And this is one that we pick. Do you think that we would be able to follow it as well as we have? Yeah, you think so? You think that like with Yolanda Montez and all these people, you 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 know what's going on? I have no idea what's going on half the time in the book, and I did read those, but um, no, I like I said, I like this issue because of the ending i had some issues uh within it yolanda montez to me is just ridiculous uh when she's with that i i don't like the way he smells (laughs) Hermanita. Yeah, then the claws part it's just it's very odd um
1: but we got I, these wonders going out there, just doing things. Now they're progressing the story. We're not fucking jumping back to what they have done in the terrible worlds that we're actually progressing that forward. That's true. what I like about this book. No, i just true. And we're also getting a shit ton of death and destruction to tell us promise. This in the beginning. So, what didn't you like about the book? There has to be some things you didn't like. And just a few things here and there. There's nothing I can really pinpoint that I didn't like. It's just you know, it's an overall feeling when you come down to it at the end. I, and. I, I, like I say, I, I gave this an 8 out of 10. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're one of the higher ones. I think I'd know something that you might have <laughs> forgotten that you hated.
1: What's
2: that, baby boy? Uh, when Dick Grayson mentions that he can't wait to find his kids. Oh.
1: Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? I just glossed over that because I'll say, fuck it. It's there. It's not a big deal, even though I like to pinpoint every time uh, it says well, Tommy instead of again, Johnny.
2: I'm saying if it wasn't Tommy John, I wouldn't have that much of an issue. But, man, uh, from what I remember, I don't think he's going to find that kid. Though we know yeah, that. I did, we, I did
1: put it in my review, I
2: believe, where we, I said we, that. We know he will find him. He will find him. But in the comic, there's no way he would know that.
1: I don't know he's going to find Tommy he's, John. Tommy John's with Bartlett. No, I'm he saying that shit survive. fucking exploded as far as I know. So That's you, what they told me in the story. I'm going with it. Bar to protect. <laughs> but,
2: uh, I also, I actually like, I'm not a big Grant Morrison fan, but seeing a lot of the Grant Morrison villains show up at the end too, yeah. uh, I thought was awesome. I liked that. But yeah, all in all, I I thought the issue was good. I don't know. This Deimos and the guitarist thing seems a little hokey to me. That's one of those
1: things at the end where I need someone to pinpoint what the hell Skataris is Yeah,
2: uh, I Not even just that, but it it just doesn't make sense that there's this planet that's Telos. He's afraid of something underneath, and then it ends up being this crazy city that that looks like it's the greatest thing ever except for those dinosaurs and that active volcano.
1: Come on, man. You love Savage Speed Force Land.
2: I love that's what it looks like, but I don't know. If that volcano blows there's big time trouble
1: it's but. not chilly it's all right
2: but yeah and then um i guess at the one point
1: yeah I, I,
2: again i think this is all you know just to get the earth Two heroes off of the the telos and onto their own earth to society but the end made it uh made it great for me
1: well, now, that's I, the, i'm saying you asked me what i didn't like you brought up that whole like i'm gonna find my son yeah and then uh I started – people started saying on the site and on Twitter about that whole great killing joke reference yeah, at the end yeah, because yeah. the Joker shot Grayson and it's obviously if you look at the freaking uh, – the picture. Yeah. But he shot him in the side. He's just uh-huh. like grazed his side through and through. It's a fucking flesh wound yeah. and then Grayson yells out, I can't feel my legs. Um, Bullshit. You are a fucking liar. You're looking
2: for attention. Um, I will prove that to you. Do you have the issue right there? Do you no, have it all? No. Well he gets shot. He's laying there. He goes, I can't feel my legs. The next time you see him, he's actually up on one knee. Yeah. And that's right after Joker gets his neck snap. He's down he's on one knee. Then he sits down <laughs> and he's grabbing his side. it's it's nonsense. I yeah, it's supposed to be a killing joke reference. It's supposed to be It's ridiculous. And now everybody's... uh, And Grayson's
1: uh, just an attention whore. Yep,
2: and everybody's assuming now that Grayson is going to try to become Batman and... and, Again, that, that part, I like the, the Joker getting his Which, you know, he snapped. might
1: because from the, like that one uh, cover page, I want to say it was, for Earth 2 Society, we see a very different Batman in that who looks like a combination to me from Batman and Wildcat. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I think <laughs> and, so. and Grayson had that two minutes where Wildcat showed him a few moves, so now he knows everything. Well, I
2: remember Wildcat also was there originally when he gave up his son So he knows how awful Dick is. Remember, he said, well, tell me I didn't do the wrong thing. And that didn't answer. We left left so much. He's pulling his collar. Yeah, I I probably would have given it a a seven. I I liked it. I liked the art. Um, I liked
1: the art a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But uh, the next book we have, we're going to fly through these tonight. We're trying a new thing. Um, is my convergence the flash number one by written by Dan Abnett with art by Frederico Dalachio? <laughs> do you think that's it? Delacio? I do now. Well, and this one a little synopsis is that Barry Allen's in Gotham City for the Paralympics when the city went under the dome. He's been spending the year working in the GCPD crime lab, but all he really wants is to get back to the 30th century and his wife, Iris. He meets with his old pal, Bruce, but not even the greatest detective can do more than just give metaphorical advice. Then Telos gives a speech, Dome goes down, and Barry is the fastest man alive again. No, soon, yeah, no sooner does he realize they're no longer on Earth. than he meets his opponent in this cosmic kumite, a Oosh. bewildered tangent universe of Superman. Boom. Boom. I like this issue a lot. I gave it an 8 out of 10. What I liked about it, I've mentioned it before. I'm a really big fan of the stories that are giving you more of a personal view of what people do while they're under the dome.
1: I'm glad you like that because you you were worried with Dan Abnett writing because you did not like his uh, Infinite Crisis. Yeah,
2: I'm not a big Dan Abnett fan, and I'll blame just the books that i get of his you, you've got a couple uh, i have a C man i yeah, love seaman. You, you love it well i like this and the main thing is because barry's there he's not the fastest man alive at the one point he's even it's funny he's trying to he's trying to run the speed force back into the beginning <laughs> it's so ridiculous but again you're under this dome and you have no idea and you've been the fastest man alive you're going to try all the crazy things you can and he does that but in the meantime he works at the gcpd uh crime lab I, I think that's awesome I think it's a really cool thing to just that he does have a skill set he, yeah. he he has a unique
1: set of skills and I was actually a little pissed off though because when he was getting ready to start his jog to become the fastest man alive again mm-hmm. in, in, ho- in hopes of doing that, I was really hoping he was going to rock a cassette player. Yeah, that would. Oh, that would have. Been he good. put the pager in his pocket, yeah, so we yeah, have a pager the, at least. But uh, I
2: was hoping he would have a Walkman. And again, I said that. I told you at work, and I don't know if you noticed when you when you read it. That was one of the things. This this is the one issue I think that I've noticed that uh, Federico Federico Lucio, <laughs> he um he's the one person I think that really made sure. To make everything in the issue look as if it was from that era. And this is the 80s, baby. This is the 80s. Everybody that Barry runs by and all these things, they're all dressed in the crazy 80s clothes. It's all 80s. I really, really like that. And it's, it's so minor a thing, but I think that it made the issue even that much better for me.
1: Me as well. Yeah. Like, like, you like said, when Barry's having a uh, lunch with Bruce and you see those two broads off to his like left. And oh then yeah. You can tell they have yeah. the Aquanet O'Hare well, dudes they, going on. And the one, the one
2: even has, I know the scene you're talking about. Cause the one has like the, the shirt with the shoulder, yeah, the
1: shirt off the shoulder there.
2: Oh, it's so good. Um,
1: is that a flash dance look? I'm trying to remember. It, it
2: is kind of a flash dance look. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Next thing you know, she pulls the thing and water spills down on her on a chair. God, um, I to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. And in fact, the the stuff with the crime lab, I'm actually upset that they didn't get... This is another issue where I wish there was three parts, where you got a full... I would have liked to have seen them work a whole case.
1: Yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been cool.
2: And then another thing I really liked... Barry interacts with Bruce, and you don't see that in these books. You get, this, no. you get these cities, and we even mention it. I mentioned in the one thing where I had that Weird Thoughts uh, article that it seems like all the superheroes in these cities hate each other because when the dome goes down, every superhero seems to be in, in one city, either Gotham, wherever it is, yeah. whatever that city is, every superhero is there, including just about every member of that that era's Justice League. Yeah. But yet the dome goes down, they never talk, or at least they don't show it. Um, so they,
1: they hear the teller's speech and they're like, all right, jerk offs, every yeah, man for himself.
2: Like once the powers are gone, they're like, "Yeah, screw you. Uh, <laughs> but I like it. And they go and I, I mentioned to you, Barry goes and talks to Bruce. And I'm telling you, it reminds me of two guys that like used to be in Three Dog Night. And they're sitting <laughs> there and they're like, Remember the old days when we used to tour and nail all the brats and that?
4: Yeah, yeah,
2: those were good days. No, uh, I don't remember. I did too many drugs. Yeah, I know. You remember Detroit? Remember that show when we? No, I don't remember that. (laughs) Oh, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, we kicked you out by that. But it it really, I like it. It's like this. um, It it really shows that an interaction that we have not got and we haven't seen in these books. And I, I said in my little synopsis, I like I like the end where Bruce. Barry's walking away, and Bruce has to get the last word. He's like, hey, hey Barry, remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. He's like, thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot, you jerk. Thanks a lot, you goddamn yeah, poster. Yeah. How about this? I don't have my powers. You don't have powers, and you can't figure out this dome, you stupid jerk. You're supposed you are supposed I have, Barry? You're supposed to I have, have a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it's only $2 million, but I'm still the richest man. Uh, the, I think that everybody should call Batman. Batman has a plan
1: for everything, not this. Um, what I did... I, what's that i actually had a problem though because i read this one after batman and the outsiders yeah yeah and we see in that one that when the dome comes down batman is asleep at the back computer yeah yeah yes again so it doesn't really I know. jive with this. again
2: i'm i'm never going to even pretend that these issues cross over and <laughs> and what i just said i love that barry interacts with bruce in this yeah that's why they don't have him interact with other people because then everybody like you is going to be a jerk off. I'm like, how could Superman talk to him when he's in the Phantom Zone? <laughs> We're going to fanboy yeah, the shit out of this. I I like that. I wish they could have coordinated a little better. Uh, you know what I didn't like about this issue? What? Uh, Barry's a bit of a whiny bastard at the beginning. <laughs> oh, he's like, I want, I-, I want Iris, I want Iris. So he's going on and on. He he even has a woman in the. Um, in the crime lab wants to She's date and, and he's even like I know she wants me but I can't Iris, Iris he mentioned Iris when he realizes he's not on Earth or when the dome goes down I think he's mentioned her enough that when the dome goes down he'd be like oh no I gotta you know what am I gonna do Iris you know nothing no he just runs <laughs> up the wall like he's in the game prototype Oosh. freaking goes and looks and sees another city goes oh my god and then the Tangent Universe Superman shows up you know why I know it's the Tangent Universe Superman he says so he says he's superman and then i have to look it up because i don't know who the tangent freaking universe superman is there's another, while, really. there's another reason in the back i know barry allen you can give me some barry allen uh history if you want how about a little bit about the tangent universe superman say oh it's this guy and he got you know something where when he shows up and goes i don't know so my head's swimming and i don't know but i think i'm superman it would make <laughs> sense then i'd say oh you know what that's true to the character because when i looked it up and did a little research that's actually pretty true to that character of the tangent universe uh, superman that would make sense why he would say that um, but i love the art in this issue i yeah, really I really, liked it. I really did like the um the whole thing pretty much i liked the dialogue and that's one of the things i've told you i don't like dan abnett's um batman dialogue and the stuff Not at all. that i've yeah. had I like his Bruce
1: Wayne dialogue here, though. Uh, I, I it's really did. I really liked when Barry was jogging and that woman just passed him and just yeah. fucking blew him away, just so not even pissed. trying. And he's so mopey about it. Yeah. I had this woman, Bruce. She passed me. Yeah. I used to be the fastest I was man alive. fastest life. man. He's
2: a little bit of a whiny <laughs> bitch. Um, what I also want to say is, this issue was the first issue I reviewed this week. Right. It really dawned on me, year. it hit me like a freaking brick wall. That I am really, really getting pretty fatigued by the formula of the convergence issues, where you oh, get, yeah. you get them that you know, you know the whole routine. Uh, you know, either you see them before the dome goes down they get them, but they're in the dome goes down, we get to see. It, but it's a lot of these issues now. It's exact, so you know, formula, yeah. yeah, and the formula is so like nailed down that you're just waiting each each part comes and goes and you're like okay now next hello. and you know you're waiting now there's a couple of issues that i have later that uh mix that up a little and All i might as recommend. well yeah but yeah i i gave that an eight out of ten i really liked it um i love barry allen that's my flash and i am looking forward to next month's finale um not because he's fighting Tangent Universe Superman, because I really don't care about Tangent Universe
1: <laughs> anything. I don't think I, anybody
2: does. No, I am just looking forward to it because I like Barry.
1: But yeah, what's your book next book? Oh well, next I have Convergence Green Lantern Core number one, written by David Gallagher, with art by Steve Ellis, Andre Parks, and Hi Fi. Yes. It's a mad world under the dome, and Guy Gardner has been having some problems adjusting since he's woken up from his coma. And there is from the result of being trapped in the Phantom Zone and being tortured by General Zod and Sinestro. How's he going to work through his issues? By finding Hal Jordan, of course, the golden boy that has everything handed to him. Once he finds Hal, everybody loves me, Jordan, we see that Hal is a mess. He spent the majority of his time under the dome trying to communicate with Oa. <laughs> Well, the dome comes down, and Hal knocks Guy out because he doesn't want him to get hurt anymore. And when our Ginger comes to, he gears himself up with a leather jacket, a taser, a baseball bat, and a motorcycle, and he goes to find some trouble.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes, he does. I love the way he looked in that last panel. So do I. Uh, I love Guy Gardner. He's so- he's my favorite Green Lantern, and I think that they I think he nails him in this. He's actually he's not as angry as I would have thought he was he's angry but not as angry i don't know the, the well, in the that the year he was just
1: jerk angry yeah
2: yeah i i think more i think this guy Gardner, just after a year under the dome after he woke up um i think he just wants answers he wants some explanation he oh yeah he, well everything
1: that that has bad that has happened to him is because of how jordan at this point you know yeah leading up to this he had a power battery explode in his face. It was a trap meant for Hal Jordan, which got him trapped in the Phantom Zone. And while he was in the Phantom Zone, Hal freaking cozied up to his girlfriend and they got engaged. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I would think that this issue is the. It seems to me like the issue that has the most like uh, callbacks to the continuity of what oh, yeah. happened. Because even like Jon Stewart says, when he goes to visit John Stewart he's like I was only the you know Green Lantern for a little and I just I I think this one really had a lot of callbacks and stuff like that but they they were done in the way that I wasn't confused because I don't know the full continuity of this right. time of Green Lantern but I could follow it fine um I liked it
1: I see I said I got called out a little bit on this review from somebody I don't know if it was on Twitter or if it was on the site where the, like I had a problem with how Jordan, in my mind, is not smart enough to be fucking building computers, so he can like use the dome's energy to try to communicate with Ella. Okay, yeah. But somebody was saying how you know how Jordan in this era, he was actually really scientific. I don't see that. I think Hal has just gone fucking crazy and he's like painted up some cardboard boxes. Hey, Oa, are you there? Somehow
2: I think that uh, he has like a helmet, like uh, Doc Brown had that crazy yeah. helmet and it's got like tin foil on it and it's all just crazy. Yeah, you know what else Hal is in this? A dick. He oh, is yeah. a jerk. But uh, it is funny. He punches guy so that guy doesn't get hurt.
1: Well, I'm <laughs> saying everything bad has happened to him is because of Hal to a degree.
2: Um, the one thing that I didn't like when, um, Guy goes to find Hal mm-hmm. and he goes to, st- and Carol's there.
1: Correct? Right. Yeah. Uh, right.
2: I-, I didn't like any of that part. I didn't like that part at all. Yeah, I
1: didn't care for it either. Yeah. I actually didn't like any of the stuff with John Stewart either. Uh, John, I don't know. John uh,
2: was okay. I don't know why he had to walk away to, uh, talk. He's like, okay. No. Nobody's, He's a- nobody's around now. <laughs> and he basically, doesn't he talk about Carol at that point?
1: Yeah, he like, talks about how become a bit of a recluse. Carol,
2: it's like Carol has spies around because she wants to find out where where Hal is gone. <laughs> it was just so weird that like it was oh, very odd. Psh, let's go this way, and you're thinking he's going to say something like so profound. No, yeah. it's just Hal just wants to be alone. Um The other thing I'm I'm going to look at this. Um, there was a weird bit to the um, Tello speech in this one. This is one of those we've had it um, now and again. Where you'll read a, an issue, and out of nowhere, the Tello speech is, is different all around. Is this is paraphrasing. <clears throat> uh, this one isn't. This has one. I want to ask you. I, this is. I'm actually gonna pull it up. I want to ask you about this part and ask you if you've seen it in other parts because I hadn't.
1: Um, I'm trying to get. It. I'm, I'm going. Usually, when a... the Tello speech comes on, I just skip. Yeah.
2: No. This been one... there, done that. Let's move on. Um, there's. But well, I have the power to grant my future. This is uh me there was a weird
1: one. Something when guy about... talks about rocking the headband? <laughs> no, that's
2: awesome. Um <laughs> shoot. I I can't find it. Uh maybe it wasn't this one. Uh there was something I thought there was something about like the heroes. Uh, uh defenders of each domain will battle the other and only the greatest of heroes will live. I, I'm i telling you, I don't remember that in, in any of my books. Th- don't they say something there. about champions? Zone, yeah, they like say that saying. before that. They have champions in other parts, but this I've never—I don't think I remember it being a defenders of each domain will battle the other, and only the greatest of heroes will live. I'm like, what? It's right before the uh, uh, the awesome headband. <laughs> so you saw that? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of headband callouts this yeah uh, this month. So you're right. Headbands rule. Yeah, you're right in, and it's great because yeah, then the uh, the lantern. The lantern activates, and then it's like a mad rush to get to the lanterns, and they, they can't get them. Uh, also, they have uh, in the, the Telos thing where they're showing the different things. They have Vampire Batman in there. Looking at the different ones, they have Omak. Um, then they have the Red uh, Red Sun Superman, and it looks yeah. like future Zen Wonder Woman. So there was a lot of crazy mix of, of characters there. And also there's, there's always freaking Captain Carrot somewhere around got to have mean? the zoo crew represented. Yeah, the zoo crew there. But, yeah, um, I really like this issue. I love Guy Gardner, so I like it. I like how it ends. And I think it's funny because he's going off. He, just, he doesn't have any power, uh, which is kind of a... It's going to pull Warrior. It's kind of a cool thing because of the fact that, um, you know, when all these other characters, like Starfire is the, the biggest one, it seems. Anytime she gets her power, she's flying around. And they, oh, yeah, yeah. The dome goes down. And everybody else is getting their power, but you, the, the Green Lantern still need the, the lantern. Yep. And, and Hal freaking took it. And so Guy's there with that stupid ring, and uh, he doesn't have any power. But he's leaving Gotham on a freaking motorcycle, ready to kick ass.
1: Well, the thing I really liked about this because the solicit told us it was going to be a Hal, John, and Guy story. Yeah. But this is primarily a guy story. Oh yeah. I, that's what I liked about it. We got in depth in his mindset, what's going on under the dome, yeah. and how he's going to take it the freaking Hal Jordan to work through some issues.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's it's good though. It's weird. Do you get the idea? Well, like what? Why was it this day after a year that he decides to go find Hal? You
1: I don't know. know, about, you know what because uh, the psychiatrist, uh, Leslie oh, Thomas yeah, you know said she, you're going to have to find a well, way to do, like, wa- deal with this. That,
2: but she wanted him to have a friend, so he goes to meet freaking John, who he's never even known. And- Carol. Or, well, yeah. he wants
4: to find Hal. That's yeah, why.
2: Yeah.
1: He wants his friend Hal. <laughs> uh, yes. What'd you give I, him? I, I gave an 8 out of 10. And it's funny, too, because I was really hyping up the art on this. Yeah. And while I still really enjoy it, I don't think it's as great as I hyped it to be. Okay. I really like the art still. It's just not as great as I once said, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I,
2: I actually really liked it. I, I liked it a lot. It's it's a different, it's a cartoony style. Yeah, and, which I liked. I yeah. don't know.
1: I, just, I, like, I think I wrote it up to be like the end-all, be-all. This is the greatest oh, yeah. goddamn art you'll ever you were, see. You
2: were so hyped up for the issue.
1: I don't know. I just really had a good time with this issue, and I think I just was reflecting everything with that. And the, it's David Gallaher, right? He wrote it,
2: yes. Yeah, uh, we're going to have a five questions interview with him tomorrow. I'm going to put nice. it up on the site tomorrow, which will be Sunday. So if you listen to it afterwards, it should be up. I, I say this every podcast. I say, yeah, I'm going to have this up. I, I've mentioned that I'm going to do the Batman or Batwoman Annual number two, probably for three weeks straight. I still haven't gotten to it. So if people go look, and I'm too lazy.
1: But and anybody who try- wants to look at it, too, uh, David Gallagher looks a lot like Jim. Yeah, he does. Uh, in fact, there
2: was a picture of him. He changed his picture, though. All right. So it, now it actually looks a lot like my brother. Oh, So weird. it's weird. He, it is weird. And uh, his picture was on Twitter. And I kind of, I, I saved the picture. And then I said to my wife, hey, uh, Tanya, sweetie pie, um, <laughs> look, I took a picture of myself. I want to put it up just as a joke. And she looked at it and she's like, how the hell did you take that picture? When did you take that? Because she didn't even know it wasn't me. <laughs> that's how much he looked like me and you know, That's right. I thought it was you when you had cancer. Yeah, well that's that's nasty. Yeah it is nasty. Uh, yeah. David Gallagher, I'm I'm sorry you look a lot like me. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go to the next issue, which may be a guy who looks like you. Does Marv Wolfman look like you?
1: I don't remember what Marv Wolfman looks like off the Ooh, top of my head. What do
2: you think of when you think of Marv Wolfman? Wolfman Jack? I always do. And in my mind, that's who he looks like. So, I know he doesn't because I saw a picture, but yeah, I think. I saw. So I'm going to do this in the Wolfman Jack. Oh, God. Hey there, everybody. It's Wolfman. <laughs> my Wolfman Jack always morphs into my red fox. Hey,
4: <laughs> listen
2: here, dummy. Uh, this issue is Convergence, The Adventures of Superman number 1. And this was my favorite issue of the week. It's a little foreshadowing. It's written by Marv Wolfman Jack. Art by Roberto <laughs> Viacava, And what this one is about is Superman, Supergirl, and Lucius Fox are busy at Wayne Tech working on creating a Phantom Zone projector. Continuity issues aside, their plan is to send Clark and Kara into the Phantom Zone where they can fight their way to another exit that will lead them outside the Dome. After some weird science, they succeed, just as Telos gives his speech. As Gotham City turns into the set of Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, the Phantom Projector explodes and Superman and Supergirl are stuck in the Phantom Zone with some pretty pissed-off Kryptonians. While they capture Superman and demand a trial by combat, Supergirl sees her whole life flash before her, including her crisis death. Making the hero's choice, she goes back to save her cousin, and the issue ends with a crisis on alternate fronts. Whew, almost didn't make it there. Um, <laughs> I love this issue. I loved it. And I'm going to go on after this about all the things that were wrong in it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter to me because I loved it. Uh, I it even was a fun it. issue. Oh, I, I thought this was fun from the get-go. Um, I'm telling you, like I said in my little blurb there, the continuity... Um, Some things that just make sense or don't make sense, it didn't matter to me. Marv Wolfman just figured um, he was going to write a fun issue, and it was going to be an issue that really pointed out how great Supergirl is. And, you know, everybody else be damned. (laughs) Um, There's where I was talking earlier. Supergirl has the headband. Sure does. You like the headband, right? Yeah. I did a little research on this supergirl because i like this issue so much and i wanted to get everything right but um the supergirl doesn't seem to be the supergirl of the pre-crisis of that time and i actually asked somebody um by the name of Ange what he thought of this and he thought yeah. yeah he thought the same thing i actually was reading his review and then i asked him a couple questions there's all my research he's you know (laughs) he's a supergirl expert and he thinks that the um the supergirl here does play off as a little younger right before the crisis it was like a more mature um supergirl this one's kind of like a not a bratty teenager but kind of like a fun teenager i liked it i really really liked it and um
1: I had a problem with it because it did seem like, uh, like you were saying, uh, she's a younger Supergirl because Superman's still stroking her ego. In oh this. yeah,
2: well that's and that's another thing that I really did like. Yeah, this this Supergirl is like on the verge of becoming more confident and more of her own hero, and that's played off when Superman does stroke her ego and she says it back. It's almost like one of those like, "You're the greatest." No, you're the greatest. You know, one of those things. <laughs> i loved it i really liked it i got the idea how marv wolfman played it up i got the idea that these two characters they're cousins they love each other and they they're oh, yeah
1: you love any of your cousins no
2: i hate my cousins but <laughs> there you it go. also <laughs> reminds me i will tell you a little this is so weird how this would tie in or what i thought about way back in the day two of your least favorite bands you like rem yeah i like R. E. M. Yeah, you hate you too i hate you well, too. well Bono and Michael Stipe became very good friends at one point because Mm -hmm. what they said was they had both signed these crazy contracts. And I'm telling you, the REM contract, worst contract ever in music history because after they signed that contract, I think they sold five records, it seems. (laughs) But um, they talked about it where Bono and Michael Stipe, not really any sort of of walk-of-life type guys that are similar, but they were the only two that they said – could understand what it was like to sign a contract like this and have that pressure and do this and that. I think that Superman and Supergirl in this issue, you can tell that <laughs> Superman, Superman is Bono, Supergirl, <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh. But I'm telling you, to me, you get the idea that Superman likes to talk to Supergirl about this stuff because he has nobody else who understands what it's like to be. A powerful character like this. Like he says in it that, you know, he could go over the the top in one instance and and destroy a planet. Even Batman, his best friend, his BFF, can't possibly understand what it's like to be him. And I really like that. In the meantime, they're flying through the freaking Phantom Zone while they're doing it. While these crazy Kryptonians are uh, watching and
1: pissed off. I get what you're saying with that, though. It just seems like um, this is a conversation they would have had before this.
2: I know. I know. Um, again, you, you're getting this here. Uh, it's weird. That's like I'm saying. In the meantime, they're in the Phantom Zone. It's a weird thing to just bring up then. Yeah. But it's like uh, they have some downtime in the Phantom Zone. Hey, Karen,
1: now that we're alone, I really yes. appreciate you. Uh, why are you always nice to me when other superheroes yeah, aren't around? Yeah, why are you nice to me?
2: Um, <laughs> here's the my main issue with this, this book. This Phantom Zone is way off from any Phantom Zone that I know of, of anything yeah. I've looked up. The Phantom Zone is usually where you go, and it's like an immaterial plane where you're kind of like a, you know, an image of yourself, yeah, or a shadow watch, of Watch yourself. what others are doing, and yes, and you watch. And Ghost you, world, and, yeah. You can you can talk, you can do this sort yeah. of thing. This one, it's it's fully physical. They have their powers, and um, these Kryptonians. The other thing that I, uh, why wouldn't they have made one of those Zod? What, what do you mean? The, the Kryptonians.
1: Why wouldn't they have made a Phantom
2: Projector? No, no. Why wouldn't none of those are anybody? They're just,
3: quote, yeah, they're unquote, just, Kryptonians. Face- yeah, why, yeah. why
2: didn't they make one Zod? Why didn't they put somebody in there? That It's like these generic Kryptonians uh, kind of threw me off a little. Because in, in my mind, the one guy was Zod. And I, yeah. kept, and, I'm, and I kept looking. I'm like, that's not Zod's crest, though. And then I looked. It's
1: Zod's nice. crest has changed so yeah, much. Yeah, I
2: know. Years. But I did look it up. And I, nobody's call. And also, you would have had at least somebody say, like, hey, Zod, what's going down? Exactly. They, you're they right. don't. Yeah. So when they don't, you're like, okay, you got these Kryptonians. I thought that was a little odd, just having these guys. But what's really odd, do you remember what happens when they capture, they capture Superman? Superman goes, get out of here, Kara. Go, I'll meet up with you. Kara flies off. They have Superman. Looks like they could kill him. Uh Uh-huh. But the one guy yells out, No, we'll have a trial by combat. And I'm like, You are so going to get your asses kicked.
1: That's <laughs> all right. It's funny because when they said it's like, like uh, His father sent us here, like, went through his trial. Yeah. So we're going to do the same thing to him. All I imagine is them constructing that thing in the beginning of Superman 1 yeah. where they had Zod and Feora like, Ursa, I mean. And actually, like- I was thinking that too. <laughs> And then it's just Superman sitting there with that hula hoop going around. I'm thinking, why the hell are they doing this? He's just standing there like, you're disappearing. No, no,
2: (laughs) this is a hula hoop, guys. Yeah, I I actually thought it'd be funny like they're there. I actually didn't even think they'd they'd be on rocks or something. They'd be banging a gavel. Next thing, a guy goes, identical. Identical. Next thing, the small town pizza lawyer comes out. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I laugh, though, because they're going to fight him. Why are you going to fight Superman? You're going to trial by combat. No, you had him. Everybody's on top of him. Just kill him. But in the meantime, Supergirl flies off, and it's my favorite scene so far, I think, of Convergence. Again, doesn't really make sense. She goes off, and all of a sudden, there's this uh, green mist coming out of the ground. That the future she, fumes. <laughs> that shows her her past and her future. And again, it, it's like a, um, uh, a cliché thing would be, it's a love letter to Supergirl fans and that's what I think it is and it's really cool because she sees the future where they got ripped out of her future is going to be her death in a crisis and she sees that so in her mind she still thinks that if this dome goes down they're, they're safe they don't know they're not on earth they think that you know she would think in her mind at this point okay I see my death this is what I'm fighting for I'm fighting so that I can go die but you know what if I don't more people are going to die, so I'm going to have to do what I have to do.
1: She makes the hero sacrifice,
4: And yeah. she
2: makes the hero's choice. She goes back to save Superman. Um, and that's kind of how it ends there with them. They're just kind of fighting the Kryptonians. In the meantime, uh, Lucius Fox is in the middle of a, a goddamn ape-freaking-apocalypse going <laughs> on. And it, it's so funny to me. And uh, they're the commandi apes, right? Yeah, yeah and I, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, somehow, yeah, they, Superman and Supergirl better get out of that phantom show. So, there's straight-up Planet of the Apes going yeah, on again. Yeah, Gotham. there's going to be some trouble. Um, the other thing that I found that I didn't like was that this continuity, at this point, um, Lucius was not a guy who dabbled in tech. He was not that guy then. Right. That's more of the, um, the Christopher Nolan movies. And... Um, yeah, here he's making a phantom projector. It kind of comes off. At, but again, you know what? It led to a pretty cool story. So I will not um, dwell too much on it because I really liked it. Uh, and again, people might be listening like, oh, you're, you're always yelling about rules and stuff like that. These aren't the, the rules that I'm talking about. I need concrete rules of the event. And then I can kind of go back and forth within the event. You can give me some gray areas where I don't want gray areas of what happens During the event of the major, you know, points that lead up to that. But yeah, I thought this was so much fun. Um, It was a a love letter to Supergirl.
1: I had a major issue with the idea they had. So we're going to build a Phantom Projector. Yeah. We're going to go to the Phantom Zone so we can get out and try to find, like, help, figure out what's going on. Yeah. But the whole idea came because one of the Phantom Zoners escaped and they found him in the city. Yeah. So if they escape and they end up back in the city, there's yeah. not really anything no, they're going to be doing. But again, at, at this point in time as well, I'm pretty sure that the Phantom Zone exit went through another took you to another place called Ether, which was even more dangerous and you, then you got out through at that. At least
2: it's something. I don't know. They're they're desperate. And I know, it but, like,
1: the guy exited out of the Phantom Zone back in the city. There's nothing telling them that they're going to be able yeah. to get out of the dome.
2: Yeah, I just think, the information I they think have. they're just giving it a shot. I, You know why I did like that part, though, that whole idea? Number one, they're at least trying something. Yeah. You know, they're not running through the park to try to get the speed force back. They're actually doing something. and. I also like the fact that it mixes up, Marv Wolfman mixes up the uh, the whole formula of convergence. And yeah. I'm telling you, that probably gave this score for me another one. You know, it, it might have been an 8-5. It got a 9-5 because it, it actually... It changed I, the game. It, it, it made it more exciting to read because all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, this isn't the same. This isn't, you know, I can't sit here and wait for this and that and the other thing. And in fact... If it would end up... It could end up that Batman... Or Batman... Superman and Supergirl... Never fight anybody. Um, What's odd is... When they have this um, call out by Telos... He kind of ignores Superman and Supergirl as well in this call-out. There really isn't a call-out anyway. It's no. just these apes show up, and I think that was kind of odd. It'd be funny if he's like, and you're ch- – wait a minute. Where's that Superman you hear him talking? <laughs> it's like almost like he, he thinks he's hung up the phone, and he starts like cursing and stuff. Like, god damn, that Superman, he was supposed to be there. He ruined my speech. Uh, be so oh, shit, good. is the phone still open? Yeah, Oh wait. Uh, yeah, disregard this. Go on. As you were, As you were, hangs, up, you were. Uh, hangs up. But yeah, um, I liked it, mixed it up. Uh, but yeah, this is my favorite issue of the week. But you know what? The next issue you have, I enjoyed a lot as well.
1: Me as well, man. Con- Convergence, Justice League of America, number one, written by Fabian Nassizia, with art by Criss Cross and Snakebite. Check that oh, shit out. Oh, yeah, Snakebite Cortez. It might be the greatest art team. Criss Cross and Snakebite. Criss Cross and Snakebite Cortez. That is what it's labeled in the book. Just yeah. crisscross, snake that, bite. You know what's weird that's about
2: it. that? I saw that you put snake bite. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That's snake bite Cortez. Yeah. Which
1: it has Cortez on the
2: cover. Yeah, but I'm
1: saying it's just snake <laughs> yeah, bite yeah. Of the issue. Yeah, that's what I what laughed I saying. my ass it's, it's off. It's
2: so weird that the, uh, yeah, crisscross and snake bite.
1: So the dome has come down, and we don't have to hear about it here, because the heroes have their powers back. And while Elongated Man tries to whip them, his team back in the shape. Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, and Zatanna search the city and the magical realms, looking for the supposed attackers and who might have brought the dome to, to brought them to the strange world. While they searched the warehouse, that Elongated Man was spit, man. spit it out. Ugh. While they searched the warehouse, that Elongated Man was training the JLA's. And making the montage videos, as I imagine, the freaking training montage. Oh, yeah. Um, the building explodes, and then they have to head back, and they have to fight the Tangent Secret Six. Yes. You got that? Yes, I got that. Yes. But uh, they, won't have to, they don't have to struggle too long, though, because it seems that our team survives, and they're looking for a little payback. Oh, yeah. I, I love this issue. It was really great. I'm telling you, this art, I don't know what it was, because normally I'm not a huge fan of crisscross. I don't know if it was the added freaking colors by Snakebite, but the shit came together. I loved the art so much in this book.
2: Yeah, I did too. Um, Maybe he was wearing his clothes backwards. (laughs) You better be. You you can't go any long uh, time with a crisscross without a reference. But yeah, I I loved it. I know that you're a big uh, uh, Elongated Man fan, right?
1: I, I like them a lot, but yeah. I
2: can't say I'm a huge fan of elongated bad. <laughs> uh,
1: but I'm telling you, this opening scene when we start out with a long with uh, Ralph Dibney and Sue Dibney, it tugged at my heartstrings because it just made me think of what's going to go down in Identity Crisis. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're in trouble, and it's, it's
1: because I'm saying it's because of that book that we probably have a website because before that, I was a huge Marvel fan. I you know I read a bunch of DC, but I was a real big Marvel fan. Yeah, and it was after I read Identity Crisis that I realized, holy fuck, shit is getting real over at DC, and I started paying more attention. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then I, you had me read it, and I loved it too. Um, The weird thing about this is not a weird thing, but I like that you start off. Dome's already down.
1: Change the game, like yeah,
2: changed it up, and even and then at one point, both of them have blue teeth. Did you see that part? No. It's like the fourth panel. I'm looking at it now. It's so odd. I don't know why. I was going to ask you why do they have blue teeth? But it, they don't have it after that. But very People notice that it's it's so odd. But yeah, I love that you're going and you're like, oh, they're kissing, and then it goes to the next one. And before I could read anything, I'm like, wait a minute, wouldn't be, wouldn't elongating be a power? And then they mentioned uh, and the other thing I laughed. You have this Tello speech, which you're not going to get in this because it already has gone down. He's pointed out. That they're going to fight everyone. You're going to fight, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, but first we're going to have breakfast." i
1: say saying that it doesn't. It feels to me, I don't know. They, they like to said that they, they did this. And now we're going to have breakfast, but it feels like they've had a couple days. Yeah, it seems like since a the while. dome's gone down. Yeah, and, it's, it
2: just comes off that way, and it's weird. Because, and this doesn't change rules or anything, <clears throat> but it's weird because almost always in these books you get i actually like this better because of this and a lot of these books you get a telos oh you know the champions will rise and you'll be sent to oblivion and city versus city and you're gonna fight and the minute that he hangs up that phone like we said the villain's there and it's like how the hell did they get there that quick this one they're actually training to get ready for a fight that's going to come. And I like that. I think that's what would happen. I don't think that when the Telos announces a speech that most of these people are still somewhat confused of who they're even going to fight. Yeah. And But yet, all of a sudden, a villain, like Flash. Flash runs up a building, looks out, goes, hey, there's more cities. We're not on Earth. Superman's there. I think I'm Superman. It's within seconds, and I yeah. don't like that. It doesn't make sense. This makes sense. They don't know who they're going to fight, but they're going to have to train because they have not had powers for a year. Most of the others are like freaking Steven Seagal and freaking <laughs> Mark for Death. The Fat. guy, the, no, yeah, the ponytail country singer. Now, the, Steven Seagal's in a, a freaking, what, coma for five years? The minute he gets out, he's freaking clotheslining people left and right. Guy wouldn't even be able to walk.
1: Oh, yeah, I love hard to so, kill. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I like this. I like that they're training their powers and Vibe messes up a bit, almost
1: kills everyone. You know what else I like?
2: <laughs> I, I hope it's what I think it is. What?
1: Commander Steel was in a coma yes, this he time. Was. He, was, he was like on life support because the majority yep. of his body is cybernetic. Uh, and this is what I've been talking about yeah. when I want to know the rules, like what's going on with Cyborg, what's going on. I never say yeah. Commander Steel because I no. really don't think about Commander yeah, Steel Commander a lot. but Steel. He was... He was fucking uh, the guy from Metallica's one video this entire time.
2: And it's funny. Did you see the comment on the site that somebody called you out like, it's not just this and that? No, it was also Roy with the cybernetic arm. Yeah, I actually didn't see that. Yeah, somebody's like, oh, it's you know going on and on. I'll pull it up as we talk. But, yeah, somebody was kind of calling you out like you were being ridiculous by calling that out, and
1: that's not true. It was important to me because, like we said – First thing I was introduced to is Roy's cybernetic arm didn't work. Okay, that's the first thing I was introduced to, and then Steel Suit, which you can kind of say it's robotic. Um, You know, he gets to use that, but it still seems like a power set. Like, where does the tech end? Because then Red Tornado, he's still active, and they augmented him, so his powers would work. That's fucking bullshit. I need some rules here. Yeah, yeah. And then and I they said something about the Flashpoint cyborg about how he was having a bad time, but we never got to see it. And here we see the Commander Steel. He was fucking laid up for a year. Yep. Actually, it was a guy who
2: comments a lot, that Jack Satterling,
1: uh-huh.
2: and he said, uh, Commander Steel Cyborg was just fine in New Teen Titans, except for some unrelated technical problems. It's only in the Seza books that Cyborgs have real problems.
1: Well, that's the um, other thing. Uh, in the New Teen Titans, which we'll get to, there is nothing saying what Cyborg's been up to for that year. Yeah, he's just uh,
2: in bad shape. Yeah. But, uh, also, I do like what he said then after the scene on the site. He said, finally, it was nice to read an issue of Convergence without TELUS's opening day speech. Agreed. I agree. I agree with that fully. It was nice, and it, it's, I liked it. I also like that uh, during the year... Because everybody else had, you know, issues or they were trying to do things. And the only thing that Vibe could do was work at a fast food restaurant.
1: <laughs> That's all My, he could do. Motherfuckers should be breakdancing for thousands street. I
2: actually, why didn't they do that? It was such a missed <laughs> opportunity. He should have been, like, on. I would have even laughed if he was on, like, some TV show. Like a Dancing oh, yeah. with the Stars or something. But <laughs> they show him and he's, like, doing a breakdance move. Like, the end. Every breakdance move ends with you. got to end with the freaking lane on the side. Yeah, and your, your hand there holding <laughs> your head up and uh, on the side and then all the judges would like placards with like two zero oh, and oh. then vibe just gone. Poor Paco. poor Paco yeah there was no breakdance wars breaking
1: out and uh,
2: or even if it would be funny if he was like in breaking Oh yeah breaking four or something like that they're, it was pretty they're cool. filming
1: a scene during the they're filming a movie in the dome
2: how and, crazy would that be thing. so good that I think they would People need entertainment yeah, still. They do it. One of the issues, I think it might have been Batgirl way back, like mentioned. We had, we're stuck with the same reruns. That doesn't make yeah. sense to me. It doesn't make sense that they would. I think that they would make new new shows. Uh, like and, real life under the dome? No, I or think they, a real world under the yeah, real Yeah, they'd life. have that. They'd have road rules. and uh, <laughs> that would and go that, so far. They'd have these, and I bet you they'd have like some sort of professional wrestling. Obviously, they have like professional sports teams in town. They'd probably yeah. try to do something like that. I don't know. Um, Though I also like um, this because it's one of the other issues where you actually see um, Gordon, which you don't. You saw that. You, I guess you... I think... He's in Batman and the Outsiders coming yeah. up too. but I like that. Uh, some of these uh, issues and some of these things just ignore like anything that would actually happen in the city, just to show that one person or that one hero. I like when the city seems to be working uh, despite being
1: under the dome, and this one does. But then um, another thing I like though, is that uh, like we'll have a few of these like this in this week's books. We actually, once the action starts, they take the time to show you the personalities of all these Tangent oh, Secret yeah. Six characters. Yeah, yeah. And you really get to know them. Yeah. I really dug that.
2: Well, we mentioned before, and, and this one is probably the best, where we said all of a sudden these, these villains show up. Or Again, I hate to say they're villains because all they're doing is fighting for their city. And you know yeah. what? One man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. Yeah. That's my political comment of the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I want to know more about these, and what he does here in this is, I'm sure thinks like, hey, people don't really know the Tangent Universe guys, and they're not going to put a two-page thing at the end to tell them, so I'm going to show them. And I think this issue really benefits from that, because man, I want to know more about the Tangent Universe. Actually, I want to, after seeing,
1: exactly, after reading this, I would like to go back and see some of this shit, because like Manhunter comes off like a Deadpool. Yeah. You know, and it was really fun, like, with the interactions they had. I'm saying, what they did here, they maybe really wanted to go back and check it out, which other things have not. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go back and check out Electropolis from last week.
2: Yeah. And uh, you know what's funny with me, uh, why I also like this, is this event, and this book especially, (laughs) it's throwing things in where usually when you have a villain team against a hero team, There's always that, like, this guy matches up to this guy. This guy, I don't know that that's the case in this. So, you know, I don't even know. I can't tell you which team I think is stronger, better off, whatnot, because they're so different in my mind. Again, I don't know. I don't know the Tension Universe, but I like that idea that I don't know. Um, Yeah, that when they show up, the Secret Six shows up. And I'm telling you, there's a big splash page with them and i want to know more about them i'm like holy oh, yeah. crap they're cool you got crazy looking guys but yeah like you said yeah now that i look that manhunter does actually looks like a crazy freaking deadpool but yeah I, I like it
1: i gave an eight out of ten
2: now yeah i probably would have
1: given it like an eight five i love the art i thought the art was great um I like this rainbow cascade that freaking uh, Snakebite put out through the whole thing. Yeah. Like when Vibe's using his powers at the end, when yep. Aquaman and uh, Martian Manhunter are linking um, up telepathically. Oh,
2: you know what the, the best one is? Is when Zatanna uh, shields them from that bomb.
1: Yeah, and which is, that's the only problem I have. Why the fuck would she press There's a button I here. Know. This is what it's this is so what starts stupid. the fight where they go to the explosion where the warehouse exploded and there's a little box there that says, yep. don't press the red button. Yeah. And Zatanna says, like, I probably, I don't remember if she actually says this, but this is what I hear in my head. Ooh, shiny red button. Pushes it yeah. and then it explodes out actually, with the energy glass. Her blast. exact
2: words were, what is this? And then it probably, either Aquaman or Martian Manhunter says, I have no idea. And it says, don't press the candy red button, please. Has a crazy smiley face with the tongue sticking out and two things. And again, if they were even aware of the Joker, Harley Quinn, it's right along those lines. Any sort of crazy villain. She's like, oh, what is this? Only one way to find out bullshit she casts her you know backwards freaking magic word magic and it does protect them but yeah yeah, in my mind they show it too um there's bullocks there gordon's there to me they're all dead they should be dead yeah vicky vale's there vicky vale looks pretty hot
1: yeah she does yeah
2: yeah i don't know why she's there It's kind of silly it's just again i just said that i like when gordon's there because it shows that the city's going (laughs) on and then i yell that there's no reason for vicky val to go because basically that's the same reason it's pretty cool to see the city going
4: just
1: exploded there's that's news baby boy yeah
2: yeah i'll take it back i do like that but man um snakebark cortez he's not just the coolest sounding guy in comics he does a kick-ass freaking coloring I know, and I really don't. Why, why? we heard about his name probably from this issue, because I remember we were talking about the convergence issues.
1: Oh, is this where we did it? I think All it right. was. It
2: had to be because I haven't seen him. I think we've seen him one other time where we we said, "Oh, it's Snakebite." Um, why doesn't he? Why doesn't DC just get him and get him on more books? Because geez, it, the, I'm not a huge guy. With you know knowing art and all that sort of thing you can tell my reviews i kind of skimp out and people call me on it but man the coloring in this is just it's it's awesome it's so good and that like you said on that last panel last page where they're like we're well the justice league of america don't go down that easy when you see that they've survived vibes hands vibrating like that it's so badass oh it's so cool but yeah uh I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, We have one more book before we take a break, and that is Convergence Batman and the Outsiders Number 1. And this is another book I really liked. It's written by our men, Mark and Draco, with art by Carlos Danda and Gabe Altaeb, who's a man who loves himself some ketchup on a hot dog. (laughs) This is the book that that ended up me talking to him. All right, and in this one, Batman and the Outsiders have been under the dome for a year, and while Batman is obsessed with his inability to figure things out, the others are doing their best to get by. Black Lightning is working on alternative energy with his costume on, of course. <laughs> Geoforce is moving asphalt and arm-wrestling big, bald guys. Katana watches over the comatose Gabrielle, and Metamorpho is just plain old Rex Mason, much to the delight of his girlfriend, Sapphire Stag. Then the dome goes down and their powers return just as OMAC and an army of mutants hit Gotham City's limits. And I, I really, really like this, this issue. And this is an issue, again, I did a little homework on. Um, just the idea of the outsiders with Batman interest me. I don't have any, any background with the outsiders. None at all. I do know a bit about uh, Black Lightning. I know too much about Katana. <laughs> and that's all from Ando Senti and the New 52. So I always hated Geo Force. No, so it was not just not funny. See I'm
1: saying, though, I always hated Geo Force. Yeah. Like, Seeing him here, I'm like, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I didn't mind him. No? No, no. I, I thought, now, again, what are you getting here? You get him moving some asphalt. I'm and, saying, you and got Rob
1: Lowe in a costume.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought he was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I went, I went and um, I read the back first, which, again, why yeah. isn't in the front? Um, I'll never know. Um, and I actually did a minor looking. I looked up on Wikipedia and read mm-hmm. some of the things. I wanted to know the guy's powers and what the team was and, and stuff about that. And I'm glad I did because um, I really, really liked the issue. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I like what Mark and Draco did with the team. And I like that he didn't do one of those, like, here is uh, Geoforce. He's got the powers of this. They, he he shows them in an everyday life under the dome. They're living oh, yeah, under kept the dome. It's really low key. Yeah, it is, and they kept it. And I like again. One of the funniest things this week, at least, was when <laughs> Black Lightning is doing his thing and he's working, and the guy's like, I don't know, I'd call him Joe, and uh, yeah. Joe's there on the work center. He's like, Hey, thanks a lot, Black Lightning, but why are you wearing that suit all the time? <laughs> and he's like, Uh, yeah, I'm just. He's like, You like dressing up, don't you? Just like Eric. Yeah. But uh, it's funny, too, because he, he kind of calls him out in the suit, but yet he calls him blacklight. So well, why does it matter with the suit? But, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know tons about Force. It struck me as odd right away that he was that strong still. Seriously, um, That's one thing I would kind of want to know more about. Why is he this? I mean, he's overly strong. Um, ripping just just ripping out concrete. But I also like the fact that... He's,
1: he's taking on the bad guy at the end of Over the Top in the yeah, freaking
2: bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I like when the guy's like, hey, I almost beat a superhero today. And then everybody seems... <laughs> again, you're in a bar with what looks to be one of the big, badass, like, biker dudes um, with the bald head and the beard. But, man, you know what? The guy's a, a lovable teddy bear at the end. He's, you know, everybody's having fun. Um, but then you get Rex. And that's where the issue became like it, it went up a notch for me. It's because, the best part of the story. Yeah, because you get a guy who, with his powers, can't, can't be with his girlfriend. He can't be with her because you can't, can't be get near you know, her. A, he's a toxic freaking waste of a man then. So him losing his powers is legitimately the best thing that has ever happened to him. So we know what's going to happen. We know the dome's going to go down, and you just you feel bad for him right away. Yeah. He's like, "Oh man, I don't mind this dome one bit." In the meantime, it's driving Batman insane because he cannot figure it out. And 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 again, in in my mind, he's like, "I'm the world's greatest detective. I cannot, I can't get this done. I can't figure out what to do." Um, and he's just he's getting run ragged. And also, I like I like that you see Alfred um obviously you would but i don't know why for me it, it just makes it seem like it is but um the other thing i want to uh, point out though is that geoforce also has his costume on nobody calls him, nobody calls it, him is at it all. because he's just a big dude and and they black don't Lightning upset. And a
1: small dude
2: yeah that's true black lightning's so cool i yeah. i love the art in this issue i think the art's really good um but then like you said, we know what's going to happen. They show like a montage of what everybody's doing as Telos gives a speech.
1: And it kicked ass. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you get the speech, and then you have um, Gabrielle's in a coma. Like I said, she's Halo. And you see her. She likes, She's coming out of the the, uh, the coma. Unfortunately, Rex is getting busy in the shower. <laughs> and Rex is a big dude, too. yeah. And I don't mean his uh, biceps.
4: Ooh.
2: Yeah, He's in the shower and the, the dome goes down. They all get their powers back. And again, it's like, oh no, Rex. And it's, it's the worst thing that ever happened
1: to him. It looks like you in the morning. Well, I'm saying, I never get that far. It's what I'm saying. I get to a shower with a girl. She immediately sees I'm a toxic mess. Okay, so it's like... I don't that, get midway through. <laughs> yeah, he,
2: he's actually he's actually burned her arm because... Yeah, real bad. Yeah, it was, it's awful. Um, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, um, Geo Force ends up above the city, which I think is still... I thought that was a really cool thing. They never explained he could fly. You see it on the cover. Yeah. But it's really cool. Like, all of a sudden, I don't know, because he's like, good God, I don't know that you're supposed to think he just flew up there by accident. Or he just went up there, uh, but he sees there's another city. He's like, oh my God. Um, then you look, and OMAC is in the lead of like a mutant army uh, hitting the town, and I, I think OMAC's cool. Uh, I, don't O-Mac, know why he needs
1: a, I don't know why he needs an army of mutants.
2: He's a one man army corps. He is, an, well, he is a one man army corps. Uh, it's funny because if you look at these mutants, they, there's some that look like octopus, they have, uh, or octopi. They have uh, crazy right. tentacles and stuff, and it's a crazy army. But that one-man army corps, he's ready to go. And I called out to you and uh, put it on Twitter. That's almost like a panel uh, redo of an old Jack Kirby uh, Omec from real early. It's almost and it was exactly. badass. Yeah, it is. It's I so love good. the uh, this issue yeah, so much. It was so good. Uh, I know one of the other um, reviewers on this, I, I don't know who it was, or I'd call him out said that they didn't like the art in this issue. Really? I love the Batman. Uh,
1: when when Black Lightning got his powers back, it was so badass. Yeah.
2: You know what? You actually felt yeah. the pain that yeah. he felt. Oh, I thought the art was great. And um, the other thing that I want, I, I want a Batman and the Outsiders book now. I'm telling you, I like lot? I like this team. When we had, like, early on in the New 52, when we had all those Batman books, and we had, like, the, the, dark, the dark Knight. And uh, why I would have loved to have had this. I really well, we kind would've. of had him
1: with JLI though.
2: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that would have been like that. Yeah, I'd like Black Lightning though. I like I like him, even though I, I'm I'm not a big fan of the mask that isn't connected by anything. Right. That's just the domino mask. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that, but I I like it here. I like that uh, old school look he has. Like
1: I don't know if you read it though, but go back and check out DC Comics Presents for the Black Lightning and Blue yeah, Devil. Yeah, I, I did. Was it
2: good? I liked it.
1: Yeah. I, I was really hoping that that would lead to a comic book, and it never did. Okay, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that that's what that was. They were, like, testing grounds to see what would would catch. Um, you know what? I don't have a lot of things I don't like about the book. You know what I find very funny? What? Katana goes into the hospital with full-out sword. Yeah. She's got the – I'm like, I don't know that they would let her in the hospital with the sword.
1: She's Katana. They all know Katana. Yeah, She's but, one of the outsides. Again, but um, –
2: <laughs> Does it strike you as odd that some of the books do focus on this? But I think almost all of the people in these cities would be so pissed off at these heroes that because they couldn't do anything to save them, like I well, think they're like were...
1: Justice League International last yeah. week.
2: Yeah, I think there would be more of that. I think there would be more of like a, uh, hey guys, you know, we we counted on you to protect us from this sort of thing because a superhero in this in the city could not say hey. You know, nobody could expect this. No, these guys fight aliens. They fight. You know what? They should have known, especially Giant starfish. Like, especially like a Batman. He he should have seen it coming. That guy prepares for everything, right?
1: Nobody expects to be ripped out of time and space and put in a dome outside of reality. Yeah, I know, but uh, who expects that?
2: I uh, of all the books, if I had to make a top five of the books that I'm looking forward to the most. For the number twos, I think this might be one of the in the top three for me only because just how it ends and I, you have the team. I want to see how the team reacts to being together and then they have to fight OMAC. To me, that's freaking awesome.
1: That's the thing is I have a lot on my list that I've already really liked, mm-hmm. but I know that this one I really want to see the conclusion to and also Justice League of America. Yeah, yeah. I really want to see the conclusion of that, just yeah. because of how great it looked and how well it told the stories.
2: Yeah, even the even the ones that we talked about tonight. I love Barry Allen, The Flash. I'm not really that interested in seeing how that like ends. I, said,
1: I gave uh, I think I gave Superboy last week a nine out of ten, and I would rather see the conclusion of these than like Justice League of America, which I gave a yeah. lower score yeah. than the Superboy conclusion. Yep. Um,
2: it's strange. Yeah, I um like Green Lantern Corps. Um, I want to see what goes on. I want to see guy kick some ass and what yeah. that, but yeah, that's good. Um, adventures of Superman. I think that it's going to be one of those where this first issue is where he, uh, blew his load as they say, <laughs> um, where you get all that. Now Which I say I, all the time. Yeah. Marv Wolfman may, um, surprise me, this but never
1: happened to me before.
2: I'm telling you, I'm telling you if Superman and Supergirl get out of the phantom zone and fight the apes, I'm not, you know what I mean? That's not thrilling yeah. to me. Um, but yeah, this one I really, I really want to see. And I really, I, I, now that Mark and Draco's, he doesn't have a book. I don't think he has a book in June either because he was just on Batwoman and that got canceled. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see a Batman and the Outsiders with him and, so put, and put Carlos Danda on and Gabe Altea because I love this art um yeah i i want to see everything i want to see the friction
1: next next so month as much as they're... i loved every character i've seen, i still do not like geoforce he's costume it. stupid i just don't like oh, him as I, a character i'm telling
2: you i i think that if we get through a uh, six issue arc of it i'm sure he would annoy me by then but um, uh, i
1: love the batman in this yeah the depiction of him here was just perfect to me
2: yeah yeah if if geoforce had the trucker hat and turned it backwards while he was arm wrestling would you like him better
1: yeah, I really would have. That would have been awesome if they actually did a full-out freaking he, reference to Over the he Top. He
2: changes his grip a little. And then yeah, he puts the hand. grip up. He switches it up there. Somehow his son shows up in the audience.
1: And another thing is I'm not a huge fan of Katana, but and I didn't even realize how much I missed this costume. Yeah. I really liked
2: it. And it's funny because they, I think they realized that Katana is, is not anybody's favorite, I would doubt uh, no. But they do a good thing here, where she is just waiting for Gabrielle to get out of her coma, Comer. and it it immediately makes Katana a likable character. Yeah, so you're like, this is what she's been doing. She's just been visiting, you know. Nobody else is visiting. Gabrielle. It's the humanity. Where was the humanity
1: yeah. during her fucking run on, on in the New Fifty Two? It was nowhere. They, they were yelling
2: about burning toast. <laughs> and uh, you know, oh that was the worst. If anybody wants to have a, a freaking chuckle, go back and read any of Ann Nocenti's katana. It is the worst. The worst dialogue, the worst everything. And then when you're done with that, go read her Catwoman, then go read her green arrow. You'll get a lot of laughs. Yeah, I hope she
1: goes away for a long, uh, long time. I think
2: she is. I now this podcast is turning into an end of bash. <laughs> she's not it really shows. and then when you, you end that shit sandwich with a little side of fucking what's his name? Witch boy. Oh, Clarion. Freaking Clarion. I always forget that. But uh yeah, yeah she she kept every time they'd announce a new books, she'd be in the all those books and they announced twenty four books and she was not named in any one of them. So So, happy. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, You know what else is great?
3: What's
2: that, baby? Star Wars. Star Wars is great. You love Star Wars, don't you? Of course I do. What is your favorite character in Star Wars not named Han?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Darth Vader.
4: Yeah.
2: You know, as a kid... That's the weird thing about me. I'm afraid of everything when I was yeah. a kid. And when I first saw Star Wars, which I saw in the theater because I'm old enough to have done that the, the original <laughs> time, um, Darth Vader came out when he steps into the, um, the Alderaan ship, or what, what would you even call it, the consulate that, ship?
1: Yeah, I actually used to know the yeah, actual yeah, name of it. I yeah. can't think of it anymore.
2: Um, I was not afraid of him. I thought really? I thought he was the coolest looking thing ever. And that yeah, this right. was again, this was right before he freaking snaps that guy's neck <laughs> and throws him and then yells at him, Turn the ship apart. Whatever he um Water
3: Alive. Yes, I water that?
2: alive. Um I thought he was the coolest looking thing ever. He I, I really did. And I never again through that whole through the whole first Star Wars while I watched it, again, I was eight. Um I never once was afraid of Darth Vader. I just would never want to work for him. But I would want to be his friend. I I thought, I, I think that he was like the, uh, he would have been my bodyguard from the movie My Bodyguard.
1: That was with, really good. I Chris Chris
2: Makepeace. That.
1: Chris Makepeace and, Alec, and uh, Alex, Alec, not what the hell, I want to see Alec Baldwin, but it was yeah, Adam
2: no, Baldwin. Adam Baldwin. And um, what's his name? Your man you hate was uh, Moon. Oh,
1: freaking, uh. It's so Matt, Matt Dillon. Dillon, yeah. That was God, one, I hate that Matt Dillon. was one
2: of his first movies. Um it's funny because then like after that Matt Dillon became such a big thing. But right now, uh, Adam Baldwin I think is is bigger than uh than Matt I like, Dillon.
1: I like Adam Baldwin being more movies. He does yeah. a lot of T V.
2: Yeah, he does. Um man, I love that movie. And I want Darth Vader to be my Adam Baldwin. Not that I was ever picked on, I just got made fun of. And still do. I guess to get picked on you kinda you almost have to fight back a little and then the people get mad like i was so small and really short was well again i'm i'm five seven and a half remember i made the joke that once you hit six foot you don't put that half on anymore (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, i'm five seven and a half i'm a tall man i'll tell you i went through a growth spurt of about a foot at one point so in my mind i really grew so I think I'm am I'm, I'm a tall man. I'm a tall 5'7 and a half. I'm 6'5. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's all you got. That is all I'm I got. Telling you me and you go. We're, we're going to fight at work on Monday and you will see who comes out the victor. All right. I'm an old man and I'm short. I'll for and you I fight whatever. Dirty. I will I will bite and kick and grab and twist. I'll give you a, Sounds like you have sex. I'll give you a tune in Tokyo. Yeah. whatever you want. $50 makes you holler.
1: Just leave off the Indian Burns. Uh,
2: yeah. Here we go. Here's another one of these crazy intros into Ryan Brightest Daycare. Course. Because <laughs> what this <laughs> was starting is that he's going to be reviewing Star Wars number four for us tonight. And Excellent. Have you read any of the other Star Wars? We had Brian on uh, when he, we did the number one. That was yes. when we kind of met Ryan. And he mm-hmm. came on and we talked about Star Wars number one. That was probably like the first podcast. I think um... it might have been
4: possibly i don't yeah. recall anymore
2: I, I think it was number one number one or number two at least it was one that we never put out uh oh. fully out we had it on the site but we yeah, never it's on the site we didn't put it on itunes but uh that was it and i think ryan wants to be on the podcast again he's kind of been hinting in his in his segments that he wants <laughs> to come on live so i think we're gonna have to do that i i told you i was kind of coming up with an idea that we might have to have uh him uh Reggie, and um, Dan Rucka, Greg Rucka.
1: So why do you keep saying Dan? I don't know.
2: I, you know what it is? Because Dan Juergens hates us and so does Greg Rucka. So oh, I yeah, know he's it, on the list. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I combine them both. I'll just make them all. It's Brendan Cameron. The amalgam Dan of hate. Rucka. They're the hate. Tar. It ends with tar. <laughs> they all hate The amalgam us. of hate. And every every minute that we talk, more and more people hate us. And oh. you know who's going to hate us now is Ryan because we're doing it again We're doing one of these crazy intros But here we go, this is Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark With his Other Side segment doing Star Wars number 4 Do it, 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 Ryan Take it away, Ryan
0: Hello and welcome to another weekly edition of The Other Side Your home for the only non-DC Comics review On the All-DC Comics Weird Science DC Comics Podcast I am your host, as always Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark, and I bring to you this week Marvel's Star Wars number 4, written by Jason Aaron with art by John Cassaday. Uh, this is part one of a new story, a new arc, the first three issues with the um, fight uh, for Simon 1. So after the Rebels' victory on Simon 1, we see Vader visit Tatooine and meet with Jabba the Hutt. Which is a scene that was actually played out previously in Star Wars Darth Vader, number one. And Jabba is his usual snarky, jerk-blob self. Though, in my mind, he's still just making nonsense words. And I'm reading the subtitles. It's not actually word balloons, but that's just my mind. Um, And Vader, as usual, does not put up with his tood. Uh... We move on from the the scene with them to see Leia speaking with Admiral Akbar and Mon Mothma as big parts of the Resistance, which is nice to see more of the cast of characters for this book really, you know, diversifying more than just Luke, Leia, and Han. It's nice to get, even for a little while, someone else involved. Um, And we get a lot of what you have in Episode 4, which is a lot of whiny Luke Skywalker who just wants to go to Tashi Station with his friends. Uh, We also get a nice scene back on Tatooine with a masked, unnamed character uh, who's hunting down Han Solo. And then we see this character uh, pretty quickly route a group of Rodian bounty hunters and a reference to Greedo. Greedo, who is one of the... Rhodian Bounty Hunters on Tatooine and Greedo who did not shoot first, FYI. Uh, the issue ends with Jabba taking Vader to see the Sarlacc pit as one of the interesting things about Tatooine. And um, it was a really um, poignant line that Jabba used where he says, Who knew of anyone of note being born on Tatooine, eh? That he says to Darth Vader um and you know again that's just one of the layers but there's so many layers to it because Vader's from Tatooine but as far as Luke knows he was born on Tatooine and not on board a spaceship where his mother died because she lost the will to live sorry sorry I won't rant about the prequels here that's not okay moving on Uh, then at the very end we get to see Luke Whiny Luke Skywalker deciding that he needs some time on his own, away from the Rebellion, the brooding angsty teen that he is. He needs to go pout, listen to his Morrissey records, and just be his own man for a while. Um, uh, We get a nice reveal on the last page, one, again, that was referenced in Darth Vader. So if you've read that, you know which character it is that's Folding back into this storyline, if not, I don't want to don't want to spoil that here. I leave that up to you to really read and enjoy and get the whole experience. Um, I really am excited. I'm pumped up to see what happens next with this book. Uh, it's been really fun and interesting. I'm really looking forward to see where it goes from here. Uh, you know, through this whole um, reboot, repurposing of the publication rights, whatever it is, Marvel's done a really great job with revamping the Star Wars universe. And um, for me, at least, it's going to be a really long, long time before I stop reading this book. The artwork is fantastic. John Cassidy has been great. He's only going to be on for a few more issues, but I'm sure the the new artist will will continue to keep the the quality up and it'll be something that we can all continue to read and enjoy and the fourth issue cover with the the twin uh tattooing sons at like dusk and it's all the orangey gold color with the darth vader sort of silhouette Very similar to a lot of the the preview images for Phantom Menace, where we see young Anakin Skywalker with the shadow of Darth Vader, which was an awesome image for a really disappointing series of films. Again, I don't want to get into it. I'm not going to harp on that. It was bad. But I thought that this cover for issue four was probably the best of the main covers so far, and this series along with this new, untouched, sort of, you know, clean slate for an expanded universe, have a ton of possibilities for the future. There is nowhere they can't go, because it's all it's all new, it's all fresh. Uh, for my money, everyone should go out and read this book, no matter if you're a Star Wars fan, Star Trek fan, Doctor Who, or even if you're that one guy who still really likes Babylon 5, this is a book everyone should read. It's just fun, and comics should be fun. So you should read this book and have fun. And uh, I, once again, am Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark. You can find me on Twitter at BDC Comics, On Tumblr at Tumblr.BrightestDaycare.com. That's where I post all of my other reviews, not just... The books that I talk about for the other side but all my other books and I also have pages on Facebook and Google you can find and like me there and tell me more books that I should review for here tell me you love or hate the review segments I do here offer new books I should be doing and, uh, just tell the weird science guys to maybe cut it down from three and a half hours to two and a half every once in a while, just to give us a break. I don't need to spend my whole week trying to listen to just one podcast. And I'm sure they don't want to have to spend all week recording last week's episode for this week. It's just a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey headache that goes on forever and ever and ever. Um... But again, I don't want to rant. It, you know, it's, it's their thing. I'm only here for seven minutes a week, so take it or leave it. Um, but I will, as always, be back again next week, and I will see you on the other side.
2: And we are back.
1: Excellent.
2: That was Star Wars number four. And I'm guessing that Ryan loved it. Hopefully, he loves the Star Wars. He's a big Star Wars fan. Um, yeah, uh, the book. I saw this issue was getting reviewed fairly well. I, again, the the Star Wars book, the first issue that we I really liked. I think I read the second issue. I uh, I haven't. I never read the third, and I don't think I, I. This is what happens with me all the time. It happened with the Brian Wood Star Wars. I get all excited. Yeah. Um, but it's it's something we don't review. And again, it it was like I mentioned to you way back. <clears throat> when I was in college, you'd get to the point where you could read and study and do your work or you could read a book. And you're all – to me, you're like, uh, I got to study it. And that's what it is. If I read Star Wars number four, I could be – reviewing one of the books i haven't done and it just ends up like that and unfortunately what it leads to a lot of times is that it feels more like work than enjoying (laughs) and that sucks and i think that's one of the reasons why we wanted to mix the books up for each other in june where we're going to take on different books so that at least we get the excitement of a new book yeah and reviewing something different and maybe i'll like batgirl and brendan fletcher and cameron stewart won't hate us
1: yeah they still will
2: uh, I didn't mention Babs Tar because I'm assuming she's always going to hate us. Because she, yeah, they all. The thing is, though, they don't like you. You don't offer polite, constructive criticism. That's not what the one listener mail said. I know. That's right. I think that was uh, Darren. Darren said that we do give constructive criticism, and I agree. So the hell with Cameron uh, Stewart and Brennan Fletcher.
1: I agree with Cameron Stewart when they said I was uh, snarky and sarcastic. Overly sarcastic. sarcastic. Actually, yeah.
2: it's funny because when they said that. They were complimenting you because at least they got the point because that's what you were trying to be. Yeah. Um I I got the idea that they like they message each other. He thinks he's a writer. I, I really think I, I think that I'm again a performer. Again, there's always a um there's a thing in sports that I always go by that you Everybody's like, "Oh, be a be a, a a good loser. Be a be a good loser." I'm an awful loser.
1: I know and you're an awful winner too. No,
2: but that's the thing. I think that you can really tell how a person is is when they how they win. If they're a good winner, and Brendan Stewart, uh, Brendan Stewart. Now I'm combining people. Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher. Unfortunately for us right now, they're winning, and they're showing how awful they are. Because and, you know what I mean. Why not just? go with the flow you know hey that person doesn't like no they have to call out the one person that doesn't like them like you are like a mutant you're a (laughs) jerk off and a mutant because you don't like this back girl well in the meantime it seems like everybody we talk to hates this new back girl seriously um
1: when that shit went on on twitter though and Cameron stewart was calling stuff i ran and hid
2: (laughs) yeah you ran and hid and the twenty five thousand followers that he had they did too because yeah. nobody came out in his defense. No, either they didn't care about us or it wasn't showing up on their feed, whatnot. But there was nobody that's like, hey, yeah, you guys, you guys are morons. And you guys don't know what you, you – I was waiting for. I really was. Oh, yeah. And, I was but there was waiting the In fact, we had like three people that follow us kind of jump in against Cameron Stewart <laughs> and Brennan Fletcher. And we outnumbered them. Three that's to great. none. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's odd. Um, but – we're going to go on with the books, and the first book of this half is one of
1: yours. Yes, it's Convergence, the New Teen Titans, number one, written by Marv Wolfman, with art by Nicholas Scott, Mark Dering, and Jeremy Cox. A lot has changed in Gotham. A dome has gone up. Nightwing and Starfire are married. and For some reason, Cole and Jericho were included in this team, even though they don't do shit here and nobody likes them.
4: <laughs> yes.
1: When the It was crazy to me that they were including this book But when the dome comes down We find out that our titans have to fight The Tangent Doom Patrol Who aren't as interested in fighting as they are in stealing a power source So they can get back to their own world And prevent it from ending Only problem is the power source is inside Cyborg <laughs> I was taking a drink
2: I was laughing because it, It's such a well, Cyborg can't catch a break
1: in this book Not at all I want to start this out by saying this issue made me realize how much I miss Nicholas Scott's artwork. Yeah. It's Since awesome. she left Earth 2, there's been a hole inside me. I need someone to fill me. Just um, fill me up deep. Wait, okay.
2: I'm hitting pause. I'll be right over. <laughs> uh, get, get those stockings on. Get that purse out. And, and you're going to need the wine coolers, too, because of course. I'm, I'm going to need some coaxing. And hopefully, I wake, <laughs> I wake up tomorrow and I don't remember anything. Um, who? What was the colorist? Jeremy? What? Jeremy Cox. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I like that Cox. Um, All right. I love the issue. I the, the cover was awesome. Even I like. Oh my god, that cover is so good. And it's that's Nicholas Scott too. Her yeah. art is so good and yeah i don't know is she on any of the books that you're aware of Not that of i'm aware June? of no i don't think so either uh because you like her art so much that it would have been where when we were divvying up the new books you probably would have grabbed that book no matter what yeah. it was just because no of matter her art. um yeah i um i love all of it i think that The costumes of the new Teen Titans are the most ridiculous (laughs) of any team I've ever seen. It's funny you
1: say that because back in the day, I hated Cyborg just because of how he looked in the 80s.
2: You know that I'm talking about Nightwing, but I'm also even talking about Donna Troy. All their their outfits. I love that costume. Corey's outfit, they're all nonsense. Um, But she does a great job with them. Yeah. Um, I know you love Nicholas Scott's art, but how about the actual issue?
1: Well, right off the bat, I was thrown off because I'd forgotten that this Eris Troy was in love with her college professor, Terry Long. Yeah. And he's an old dude, and it's always creeped me the fuck out how in love she is with her college professor. Terry what? Terry Long. Long. Oh, yes. And and the color's last name is Cox. Yes, Cox.
2: (laughs) Long Cox. All right. do you like? I like how they're uh, dealing with no powers at the beginning, where Nightwing's dead. They're just flying Look, around it, on these they got rocket jetpacks that are armed to the teeth. Oh yeah, I, I love too. They- these things are. I'm looking at it right now. They have missiles galore on these yeah. things. What does Nightwing get upset about? He gets upset because Corey uses what's on these things. If they have yeah, these don't weapons, kill motherfuckers. I know. But they- well, then why have these missiles? In case of emergency. Yeah, well, that's an emergency. There's, there's, a no, robbery. there's a robbery going on. I see a guy laying, bleeding out. Two people, oh, yeah. actually. Oh, yeah, they're people. dead. Yeah, yeah they're, they're dead. dead. So these people are murderers. They are armed. Our so,
1: heroes aren't murderers. Corey
2: takes away. Now, again, I made fun of the costume, but in that costume, she can fire on anybody. Next thing you know, it seems like Nightwing wants a divorce. And I, the way she looks, I'm not wanting a divorce. I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with that shit. Now, um, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I really, really love about this issue. We talked about it earlier, this issue. We like to see the other side. And I'm not talking Ryan Clark talking about the, uh, the Star Wars. I'm talking about the other people who are going to fight our main characters, the quote-unquote villains. And I believe that this has to be the only issue where you get Telos' speech from the other side it's, yeah. a, it's actually you actually see the new teen titans on their dome of who they're gonna fight and yeah. i thought that was awesome i it they, was really cool yeah i was like holy crap this is different and it also points out and this issue stresses it that the this doom patrol it are they bad no no They They, they, they they want want to get back to
1: their world because they realize that the world's going to end and they have knowledge to prevent that.
2: And that's the thing. They don't want to get back to their world for selfish reasons. No. They want to save it. So I love the way that they point that out, but they also point it out by kind of doing the switcheroo on you by having the new Teen Titans be the one that you see like, oh, we have to fight them. But it's all in the perspective of the uh, Doom Patrol. Uh, I thought that was great.
1: It was really good. I don't know. I was always, I was so thrown by all the freaking like drama with the love tr- connection now. Yeah, yeah. That I don't know. I wanted to like this book a little bit. I still love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we have Donna pining over Terry Long throughout this entire issue. Yep. Almost and then like we, it reminds me of Barry with the Iris. Yeah, exactly. Just, and then we have Nightwing being so upset about Starfire wanting to kill people. It's like he's never seen this before in his goddamn I life. Know, I know. I and agree. now he's like, oh, my God, I married a redhead.
2: I didn't realize. Yeah. Yes, I didn't realize she was fiery like that. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, they're all talking and somebody in the background goes, you should you don't run into Yolanda Montes. She's a fiery <laughs> Latino with with claws. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: what, I, what the hell has been Cyborg been up to? Uh, Cyborg's sick. <laughs> no, I'm saying, the, the freaking housing that's uh, coupling his goddamn uh, power cell is deteriorating, but we have no explanation of what he's been doing before the dome drops. The dome drops, now he's helping upgrade the power grid, yeah. even though his own power cells are deteriorating. Cyborg has a,
2: a bit of a sexier costume <laughs> than the normal Cyborg, and I'm looking at this, and what I don't like about this it is, is... package, Uh yes. There's the package, but there's the... the where the packages I don't like the bare legs and yeah. then those straps and then what appears to be a garter belt that comes up and connects to that part. It's no, really that I'm
1: he used to be in the Super Friends and when I when I was a kid watching, I'm like, I really don't like this guy. Yeah. Because he looks stupid.
2: But now it, it, is it funny that now if you're like me, you look and it kinda you kinda just laugh at it and I like yeah. I actually like it. It <laughs> actually makes me laugh a little. Uh, but yeah, the they, uh, Nicholas Scott seems to like uh, to show his butt in his package. Uh, but yeah, he's been sick, right? He's in trouble.
1: Yeah, I'm saying, but we don't know what he's done before this. He should be, in my mind, he should have be been on life support like goddamn Commander Steel.
4: Yeah. And
1: the thing is, I want to do a callback now to uh, your Adventures of Superman where they, Star Labs gives all this equipment to Superman so they can build a uh, Phantom Zone projector. Yeah, they're trying to build the projector. Yes. Beast Boy says in this, oh yeah, Cyborg's like power cells are failing, and Star Labs doesn't have the, like any parts yeah. to fix well, it. Well, that's
2: because... Because of Superman. Yeah, because Superman stole it all. It's, Superman, it's freaking Superman's going to get what he wants. Um, <laughs> Cyborg's going to die. Yep. Yeah, but like we said, the Doom Patrol, they just want to save their planet... And they want to uh, get a power source. And the power source they find is Cyborg. And so Cy- Cyborg's in big trouble. Um, but then it, it's fun because the Doom Patrol attacks the Teen Titans. And they fight, but you get the idea. You Obviously, both of the teams, neither of them want to do anything to the other. They're just there. Um, you, you get the idea, and I think they even... Um, pointed out that hey that team didn't look like they they were going to fight they looked like they wanted us to get scared and run away and yeah. They, yeah and i think that's pretty cool the way they do it in the meantime freaking cyborg was thrown into a brick wall <laughs> everybody else is like oh you know what they didn't look like they wanted to fight poor cyborg he's Little laying, help. There, he's Little laying help. there in a heap package and all and he's just, he's in so much trouble. He, he really, was laid down by
1: that pack because yeah, he couldn't get
2: back up. He, he really has uh, a lot of bad luck. Um, then they go back, they go back to the um, their base, right? Yeah. And what made me laugh is uh, Deathstroke's son. What? What's Jericho. His, he, he's hanging out playing the guitar. Do you remember that
1: part? Yeah. Jer- <laughs> I'll tell you, Cole and Jericho are useless. I have no idea why Marvel Wolfman <laughs> wanted to put them in this team. They don't do shit in this goddamn book. And I don't know anybody who likes these characters.
2: Corey's yelling at Beast Boy. But freaking Nightwing's pissed. He goes to talk to Donald Troy. And there's freaking uh, Jericho. If I knew a man who, you know, he's like. No, uh, see,
1: see, Jericho's mute. He can't even do that. Oh, that's
2: true. I was I was wishing that he could, though, if I had a chicken that had no bone. The freaking <laughs> Beast Boy Aunt goes up, comes I, up. He just <laughs> smashes the hell out of that guitar. Yeah, I forgot he's mute, so he's just he's just strumming on that guitar. Yeah, and uh, in the meantime, what's her name? Is it what's Cole? Cole? Yeah, just sitting there, uh, actually leaning against the wall, watching. Yeah, just ridiculous. And then again, I really like this issue. I don't like the interpersonal stuff, which there's a lot of it. Yeah, and. yeah, you get Nightwing. He's complaining. He's mad. Like you said, I didn't know that we were so different. Really? Oh shit! Yeah, you knew. What? What do you think she's gonna settle down like that? It's not like she's there. She wanted ba- the vagina. Yeah, you she, knew who she was. You're not, gonna weigh the options. Yeah, she's not banging Beast Boy or Cyborg. She wants no. to kill people. That's and what to she make, does. And
1: to make sure she wasn't, you put a ring on that finger. Yeah, and then <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, and then at the end, you uh, you have Lourdes of the uh, Doom Patrol there uh sending a um uh, and her she goes Fire by Hawk. firehawk yeah firehawk um sends a note to to dick uh dick yeah and i loved it the one thing i did like is even though the keyboard's a little off if you look it does look like an old school computer
4: Does that, that even yeah
2: it's got like that uh sepia colored screen almost <laughs> but uh the keyboard's a little off i don't like it. Right. but um Again. Yeah, it seems
4: like Firehawk
1: is not all down with going in there to get it because they originally went over to that world because they thought the power yeah. source was the power plant. Yeah. But when they got there, they realized Rampage was, realized yeah. that it was cyborg. It was cyborg. So yeah. when they got back to the tangent city, they realized, yeah. you know what, we're going to have to go back. It's part of this dude. Do you want to save your planet or yeah, not? Yeah,
2: that's what I think it's going to be. They're going, you're going to get uh, Dick in a really odd position where he's got to either. Kind of sacrifice cyborg, or uh, you know the no, the he's thing, not going to sacrifice. Cyborg. No, he won't. But I think that's what they're
1: maybe saying. Say. doesn't want to be a part of this, so she's yeah. going to try to like make a deal or fucking warn them or whatever. Yeah.
2: Well, I'd, again, I don't think either team really wants a part no. of it. They want to get the job done. Starfire does. Yeah. Well, yeah. Starfire just wants to kill. She wants to kill everyone. Um. Again, though, when we talked earlier, I wish that in the back here, I'm looking at the page in the back. I would have loved to have had one of these two pages uh, have this tangent universes uh, Doom Patrol. Well. I'd like to know. I'd like to you could, and in that, if you just had a rundown of each character and their powers, and you know anybody can say, oh Jim, you can go online and you can you know find that. Well, why why not have that in the back? seriously like we said why
1: do i have to do do research to enjoy a book
2: i said i think of my batman and the outsiders review i even said listen i'm gonna tell you to go do homework and i'm i never liked homework (laughs) uh but it does pay off but again i want to just sit down and read the comic and i want to know i want to know that um this firehawk is their version of nightwing possibly that's what i almost got the idea That that's their, the Tangent Universe is kind of amalgam of uh, Nightwing. And that's why she kind of has a connection when she sees Dick. It's like a a kindred soul maybe. I don't know. I might be making that up in my head. But that's where I I got that. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. But uh, what did you give it?
1: 7.5 out of
2: 10. I probably would have went with a 7.5 as well. And we're going to move on to my next book. And my next book is Convergence Swamp Thing number one. Written by Len Ween, art by Kelly Jones, and Michelle Madsen. You know Len Ween, right? Yeah, I know Len Ween. Well, Len Ween's going back to the character he created and starts off with a detailed history lesson that leads to Swamp Thing and Abigail Arcane caught in the dome covering Gotham. While Abigail works as a florist, Swamp Thing lives in the Gotham Park. With no connection to the green, Swamp Thing is kept alive with plant, food, and fertilizer. <laughs> then the dome goes down and Swamp Thing gets his powers in time to fight winged vampires from Red Rain. It's a weird issue.
1: It was a very weird issue that I really liked. I liked it ex- a lot. Except I had a, I had a fucking few bullshit no, moments. I have a, I have
2: a couple as well, but you know what I, I liked? I liked that... Len Ween, they get him. They're like, now Len Ween is an older guy. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how old, but obviously he did Swamp Thing. The Swamp Thing he did was in 72. So he's an older fella. And they're like, hey, Len, we got this Convergence event coming up. We're moving. He's like, I, in my mind, he's at the old folks' home with one of those horns in his ear. He's ah. Ah. you got to yell into the left ah. ear. Like, we have this event. We want you to do a Swamp Thing again. He's like, well, Swamp Thing. <laughs> and, uh, like yeah yeah you remember your swamp thing you, you love that swamp thing yeah I love swamp thing so he Asian
1: has got nice cans and,
2: and they said they say hey hey Len in the back of the issue we're gonna give him a little rundown of Swamp Thing's history with you he's like ah, the hell with you and your back back page thing I'm gonna tell you about my Swamp Thing right now and he, he sit down right now while I tell you a story about the Swamp Thing and uh, <laughs> you get he he gives you a full out intro of the history of Swamp Thing. That He did, and you know what? I loved it. So I, did I. I thought it was great. And I, I actually, if that was the um, Swamp Thing secret origins, I'd love it. And in fact, I was going to save it to the end, but I'm telling you, after reading this book, and especially that beginning, I, I wish they would have went to Len Wein and said, listen, Charles Soule has been doing the Swamp Thing. Charles Soule, who's this young Snapper doing my Swamp Thing? And they said, listen, why don't you do Swamp Thing again? Because I really liked it, I thought so did I. That, uh, again he's doing this mm-hmm. he he has the issue where he has to do this convergent event he's tied in this event, but he does it, and also y- you get the idea he also has to um kind of pander to the new fifty two fans as well, which came off as a little odd, but he does it it this does not it seems dated but dated in a way that it's supposed to be dated it it's not like uh like you say about um what is it, Paul Levitz who did um yeah. uh World's Finest, where you say, like, you can tell this guy's an older fella who just doesn't get it anymore. Yeah. Uh he's terrible. like terrible. Uh, this did not seem like that. This seemed like I mean, I'm reading this and this is I'm like, this is the swamp thing I want. Yeah. And um
1: and it's the art I want for. Yeah, it. Oh,
2: I'm saying at this whole, this Kelly Jones and uh, Michelle and put them all on it because, again, it had a retro feel but yet still felt fresh. It was really, really good. Um, my, Love that bulky swamp thing. Oh, yeah. My favorite part of the issue is finally somebody has called Telos out. When he's like, I tend tended to your every need. He's like, bullshit. Oh, shit. He's like, no, <laughs> you have not. He's yelling at Telos. And again, I also like that because now I get the idea that Telos is individually projecting to each hero. I'm not just this over the city, which I think it's over the city. But I like that it's like he's like, no, 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 you jerk off. But yeah, I put in my notes that that Kelly Jones's art, it fits the book to a T. Oh, yeah. And it's so good. Now I do have some issues. Number one issue is that the issue starts itself out with a little red rain going on. And makes no sense to me that that would continue on into the Convergence event. We know that Red Rain is one of the cities, mm-hmm. but at the beginning, he's all upset about this crimson sky, which is Red Rain, and heads to Gotham to talk to Batman about it. I don't think it plays out well that way. Because... Oh, you know
1: what? I just so I said, I never put that together, and by and the after... end, I was just so happy with it, I forgot about that whole part. Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I, I didn't like it, because then it's like, okay, well, I thought these were all different. No, this was making it like the same timeline. It, it yeah, that's weird. It made no sense to me because that's why he went to gotham i didn't like that also i'm pretty sure there was not really a green back there that's kind of a new thing the being in touch with the green the way that they're calling it out in this right and that's more of like a new 52 thing almost and i i was not big on that i don't know why that was um also just in general i could care less about red rain I think that's the worst. Red Brain should have went the way of, uh, what did I call it? El Enfuego.
4: (laughs) El Inferno. El
2: Inferno. uh, Red Brain should have been like uh, uh, El Inferno. should have just been done. Uh, Again, I understand we'll have a book in a couple minutes uh, that uses it to kind of make these cool vampire characters or quote unquote cool because I didn't like them. But yeah, the Red Brain, in general, the, the Red Brain thing just makes it so that I could care less. Um, the only other issue I have is because of Len Wein doing it, it has this more of a retro feel than the the time period it's supposed to be in. Right, uh, I'm telling you, this seems like a 70s comic. It's supposed to be in the pre-crisis 80s, Gotham yeah. in the 80s, and I think that doesn't play well. Uh, as a 70s comic, this would be a comic that... I think I even put it in the, uh, my review that I could imagine seeing in the, like the spinner rack at the Gennardis. Uh, like and, when I bought my first gun. Yeah, and I would have been scared of it because it would have reminded me of those horror comics that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a ton of things to say uh, about it. In just that I really like the retro feel of it. I think Lemween did great uh, with the, um, the dialogue and all that stuff. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, what? what what other parts did you have issues with?
1: Because of the goddamn green. We already established yeah. in Convergence number two, there is no green there. Yep. Well, so- again,
2: I even said, I don't think that the whole thing with the green, as they're pointing it out, Swamp Thing never had before. That's, that's fairly new. Yeah. And I didn't like it. But yeah, I don't like the whole, I, I agree with you. It's almost like the green, they had a lot of issues in this event with the green and the cybernetics. Yeah, where, where between books, it was so off that you don't know what's going on.
1: And really the transition phase from when uh, Abby and uh, Swamp Thing get trapped into the dome to that year later, yeah. it felt like maybe three weeks tops to yeah, me it did.
2: It did. because
1: add. there's no way she's still getting all this plant food and fertilizer a year later to sustain him that she, like he needed in this book.
2: And uh, now we're talking. Uh, I just was thinking uh, also, I, I didn't even mention that the scene with Poison Ivy and Batgirl. Yeah. Why was that there? So, I don't know. So, one th- that's
1: one thing I don't like though, because as much as I like the art on this Yeah, um, they were off. They look chubby. For Jeez. somebody who has to ration their food during this time, yeah. it looks like Batgirl and Poison Ivy put on a couple pounds. Yeah,
2: and Poison Ivy again. Why why is she chasing Poison Ivy anyway? At this point, um Poison Ivy doesn't have powers. Nope. And she's just chasing her through the freaking park and yells, you know, their little uh you know, puns, we, we cut your hedge before. and I I'm going to trim your hedge. I thought that was getting a little sexy. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the art for either of those two. Uh, that was probably the only like miscue that I can say there was in a the side, art department.
1: There was a side bit to it that I really liked It doesn't really have anything big to go with the story. Is that when they first show up in Gotham before the dome comes down, when they get off the train. Mm-hmm. Oh, the kid. The little kid who says, Mommy, Mommy there's a tree over there and an, oatland, an overcoat, overcoat. And a hat yeah. and it immediately reminded me of in Superman with the little girl yep. in the movie Superman. Superman comes down, picks a cat off a tree, gives it to a little girl. The little girl runs to the house. Mommy, mommy, a, flew down, a man flew down and saved my kitty. Yep. Uh, what have I told you about lying and you hear the girl get slapped?
2: Yep, she gets slapped the hell because of and Superman. And this is
1: what this reminds me of. Exactly.
2: Yeah, it was funny because I tried to look up and because they even say, he's like, mom, 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 you got to see this. A big tree, just walked by wearing a coat and a hat which sounds <laughs> funny the only thing funnier would have been if it was three midgets on on each other's shoulders <laughs> you know um, but then the, the mother says you're seeing things again yeah De- dexter, that threw me off a little bit dexter too. i warned you and i'm like huh they named him and i'm thinking that has to be something so i actually looked i'm like Dexter, Swamp Thing, I'm trying to figure out so there's this hallucinating kid because obviously the mother's like you are, again. you're crazy and then she tells him he can't have candy until he turns 21 and this time I mean it and uh, and he's but mom, but uh, again I'm thinking this has to be a shout out to something it has right. to be, and I still think it is, I can't find it I'm like is it, uh, you know, Dexter it's uh, you know, he becomes a serial killer.
1: I get you but, yeah.
2: Um, you never watched it, that show, did you? No. No, I no. saw I saw the first uh, episode. Uh, you don't watch anything. No, I, I give things a try, and whether I love it or I don't. That's why when I actually watch a full-out, like, series, then you know that, like, I watched all of Buffy. Almost, I was going to say, you haven't almost. done it since
1: the early 2000s. You didn't finish Buffy. And I might have missed a couple Jesus of Jesus Christ. The,
2: the last season started getting a little crazy to me. But I, I watched the finale. I think I might have missed, like, two or three episodes that final, final season. Um, I'm trying to think of things. I watched all the Bravey Bunch. Me and my kids went back and watched all those. I watched all of Community, and that was tough, that last season. Oh, yeah. And now they're going to have that, uh, I guess it would be the fifth season? Six. Th- is it the sixth? Okay. Yeah, I was thinking once Chevy Chase left, it really went downhill. And uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Ronald
1: Glover. Don, yeah. Is it Ronald or uh, Donald? Donald Glover, I think
2: it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Once both of them were both gone, uh, yeah, that that had some issues. Um, pretty well. I, I was going to say I pretty much watched all the Simpsons, but that's not true. No, that's I, not true. You ever watched the Simpsons in I, years? No, I, I stopped at like season uh, or uh, season thirteen, fourteen somewhere. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah I, I can't take it anymore. I the, that is like the sad. That's like watching like if we would go see Great White in concert right now. <laughs> And just like, man, not not that they ever
4: rocked. but uh, <laughs> or,
2: or if you went and saw, um, I don't know, the Big Bopper. He's alive, right? The Big no. Bopper. and No, if, he's not alive. If they had the concert uh, with the Big Bopper, Richie Valens, and uh, Buddy Holly, you'd be like, man, they were something. I'm dead. <clears throat> they were something one day. Now they're just, you know, bones.
1: Oh, my God, I'm dead. I don't even That's know what where I'm going thinking. with that. No, no, all. no. I. Hey, Swamp Thing, I really like, except for those things I just pointed out.
2: Yeah, I did too. I think that anybody who likes Swamp Thing uh, would like it. I think anybody who likes that 70s, like, um, like I said, like um, horror comics or even like the old Swamp Thing and haven't read it in a while would love this issue. Um, people who have even uh, watched the movie, I think, would be into this. It made me laugh. No Adrian Barbeau in this. Except Thank maybe, maybe uh, that's where they were getting with that Girl. Maybe. Adrian Barbeau. All right, what's your next book? What is my next book? It is—I'll tell you—it's *Convergence*, *Superboy*, and *The Legion of Superheroes* number
1: one. Oh yeah, and that's written by Stuart Moore with art by Gus Storms, Mark Farmer, and John Rausch. Is that Rausch? I'd say Rausch. 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 It's the future, which during pre-crisis means we're in the 30th century. Superboy and the rest of the Legion have done their best to calm the people of Metropolis as Brainiac Five has tried to find a way to, out of this mysterious dome. Ugh. This You you're right over I'm laughing at you. Why? I,
2: I are you done with your your intro? Yeah. I thought you messed up and stopped.
1: Oh no. Okay.
2: I'm sorry. You're having you, problems. You're just still fucking sitting there eating,
1: slapping your lips in my ears. Hmm.
2: I am. I just had a little bite of a um chicken finger. I'm starving. But let's get on with it. You ready now? Yes I am. Okay. Let's talk about Superboy and that Legion of Superheroes.
1: Well, it's the future. Yes. And initially, I say, initially I liked this issue, but it soon became a whole lot of nonsense for me. After the dome comes down, the team just stand around and talk about attacking or defending. They point out the pros and cons of each, and they finally decide, you know what? We're going to go in there stealth style, all ninja-like, and just get some recon. And you know what happens then? The goddamn Atomic Knights attack, leaving all the plans that I just read through and then discussing it, a moot point. There was yeah. no reason for it. It all became filler, and I have no idea why.
2: Yep. Um, I hated this issue. I didn't like it at all. I, I thought it was. I, you say it was nonsense. I think it was
1: nonsense from the get-go. No, I, see, I really like the stuff in the beginning yeah. because it's like, you know, Superboy, what I say? I say in the beginning because it gets weird. In the beginning, we have Superboy saying how much he misses mom, pa, Kent, his dog, and Lana. But yeah. then midway through, as much as he misses his lady love, Lana, he starts having a fucking kiss, almost a kissing moment with Lightning Lass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't he miss her that much.
4: Him. No.
2: I just, I'm telling you, now again. Is it a retro feel that it, it's overly dialogue, this issue? Because I know, you know, you, you pull out an old con- and To me, it was so overly dialogue, this issue. It's everybody saying just long. that it Just to me, it, I don't know. I thought the whole concept of even having this book was ridiculous. I don't know that... We were talking during the break a little before we started back again about this book. And I know that the Legion has fans... I know that they're loyal fans, but it's like the loyal minority to me. There's yeah. the, there's not a lot of fans, but the fans are, are, you know, way over the top loyal about it. I don't know that they would like this book. I just, I don't. I, I don't, I don't know. know. A
1: lot of people seem to be liking this book. Really? Uh, like I've seen
2: online, like just fans, not like critics. Yeah, yeah. Because I, what are the critics deal? I was just going to. I don't remember off the top up. of
1: my head. I don't think it's very good though.
2: I, I can't see how it could be. I really, well, it's average, uh, six critics reviewed it, including you, and the average is a 5.4. And it includes a 2 and a 4.3. You're actually right in the middle with a 5.5. Yeah, five. Five, five, yeah. yeah, you're right in the middle. Um, Newsarama gave it an 8. They really liked it. Uh, Richard Gray. Uh, IGN a 7.5. You gave it a five five. Needless Essentials Online. I know that's one of your favorite sites. They gave Never it a five. Never heard that before in my life. No, I know. Uh, Major Spoilers gave it a 4.3. and Sci-Fi
1: Pulse gave it a two. Yeah, they're always harsh because they don't fucking follow the books. they jumping all willy nilly. So yeah. fuck them.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. There's there's a lot of uh, with these events where people jump in with um, reviews of stuff that they.
1: It's it's funny to me though cuz I get I get given superboy shit for uh you know trying to to make out with lightning last there. Mm-hmm. I just imagine myself in his position. That dome closes immediately I'm trying to make out with her because you know what those are dome rules. Sorry girlfriend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dome rules. That What's was like. The rules? It's uh, a zip code rule. Yeah, but I, I love those rules that people make. It, it all, all it is, is it depends on your situation. The, the rule could be, you know, it starts off that Area it's, code. Oh, if you're out of the country, yeah. then you're like, oh, I wasn't out of the country, but I was out of the time zone. Then it's the, uh, the state lines. Then it, it becomes the street. And then it might even be the house. Hey, baby, I'm saying, I am out of the area, house.
1: Area codes and zip codes um, were always a big thing I remember hearing about.
2: These are dome uh, rules, though. So. The um, the drummer in my band in college claimed that it was state lines, and he made the point, like, that's when it becomes legal. I, it was so bad. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. That's, that's like when shit gets illegal when you're crossing state lines, buddy. Again, though, that was because he was from New York and we he went to school in West Virginia. So it, yeah. it became relevant to him. It's Everything's, you know, a, a freaking rule of opportunity, I think it is. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I can't. I'm not going to give much into the, the book because, really, I was not confused, but I got bored. I was Yeah, really it's bored a very boring the book. Uh, I, I, um, the art was decent. The story just wasn't there at the end. Here's the deal the art was okay um i'll tell you the art to a point fit the story in yeah. the legion but i don't want to say that it was good because i i don't think it was i think there were points where it was really off um sometimes it was kind of um i would say it was quirky and um nice i don't know what i'm what would you call it it was kind of um Like I said, it was a little quirky. It was a little off the normal thing. It wasn't the house style that that people say. Um, But at points, it it was not good.
1: I didn't mind it. I thought it was decent enough. It was just a story that really lacked for me. Especially, like, uh, it's the rules again. We're always going to come back to the goddamn rules about the depowering. Like in JLA, we find out that uh, Martian Manhunter was stuck in a human form for that year because he happened to be in it when the power stopped, which in my mind would make him go back to his normal state because the shape-shifting is a power. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I would have brought that up in JLA when we talked about it. But here, Colossal Boy stayed at like 15 feet tall, which yeah, for some said, reason gave him Super Strike to bust through a wall.
2: Yep. he and yeah, and That's it's, bullshit. He, didn't he say like his back hurts? He's yeah. like, oh, my back hurts. because. Um, one thing I'll tell you, as the issue progresses, you get the beginning, and Superboy's talking. He's giving like the thumbs up to the city. Yeah, he's trying to keep him, hope alive. Like, hey, keep hope alive. As the, the issue progresses, I'm looking mm-hmm. at it now. Superboy himself starts to age. It looks like to the point where, in the middle, he looks like an, not even Superman. He looks like an old Superman. It's really odd. I'm telling you, I'm looking. I didn't at it pick now. up on this. I'm looking at. I didn't either until I'm looking at it now while we're going through it. There's one point where, number one, he at least looks like full out Superman. He's standing with the whole Legion, and he just he doesn't look like a boy anymore. Then you go on a little more, and he starts to look old. And I just, I, I again, I was not a big fan of the art.
4: I'm just trying yeah, to find f-
1: reasons. 5.5 5 out of 10. It, was, it wasn't a great story. I'm not looking forward to the second one.
4: No,
2: no. Uh, yeah, again, there's some issues and stuff like this that if I wasn't reviewing it or doing the podcast with you, I wouldn't read. This would be one of them. I, wouldn't, yeah. I probably would never even touch this issue. Um, but now that I've read this, I I wouldn't bother what is the big pull that you have knights on dalmatians that's about the coolest thing to happen the very end the atomic knights show up and that was pretty cool uh in the end though with the um the little rundown they tell anything about those atomic knights no
1: not at all
2: and that's what i want to know about yep and i don't even know that much about the uh the legion i'd rather know about those atomic knights they're pretty seriously uh yeah i would have probably given this a four five around there um another issue my next issue is my least favorite and that may even include that superboy and the legion of superheroes issue and uh, this is one i was really looking forward to and it is convergence wonder woman number one written by larry Hama, art by joshua middleton and you didn't read this book
1: that's the thing but, right before we started reading the podcast i realized oh my god i forgot to read wonder woman yeah. i have it Just for somehow, something happened today after I read all the other books. I started reading Wonder Woman, and something happened, and I never went back to it. Well, I believe, and I'm going to check really
2: quick if I can do it quick enough. I believe that Larry Hammer is the who did the um, Shadow of the Bat. I believe that it was him. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm telling you, I didn't like that issue. Yep, it is. He did the Shadow of the Bat. I'm telling you, I hate this one more. I really didn't like it, and I am—I'm not in the majority on this. A lot of people online seem to like it. It kind of goes, yeah. I'm—I give it a four. The next worst is a six-eight, and it goes all the way up to an eight. A bunch of guys have eights. Uh, I think it's nonsense. I didn't like it, but uh, what happens is uh, I'm going to ask you a couple questions here. Do you like vampire versions of uh, villains?
1: No. No.
2: Do you like white jumpsuit Wonder
1: Woman? Kind of. I I have a really strange relationship with that Wonder Woman.
2: Do you like religious cults?
4: No. Okay,
2: then I don't think you'll like this because in this issue, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor together, together under the dome. But when Diana goes off to help the needy with Etta Candy, she lands on the wrong side of a dome cult. You see, this cult is waiting for angels to rescue them. But after the dome comes down, they knock out Wonder Woman and get their wish, sort of. Instead of winged angels, they get a winged vampire version of Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and the Joker. By the time Wonder Woman wakes up, she's knee-deep in dead cultists, and her and Steve have a Red Rain battle on their hands. The issue ends with Wonder Woman squaring off with the Red Rain Joker with Etta Candy's life in the balance. Sound good to you?
1: You made it sound half-decent, okay. actually.
2: Well, you know what? It starts out okay. You got Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman, and they're kind of talking. I like I like the fact I like Steve Trevor with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't get that now in the New 52. Nope. So it's nice, and they're talking. They're kind of going back and forth a little about um, these cults, and I think it was a nice setup. I like the dialogue between the two, uh, and you get to see Wonder Woman in her panties.
1: i to go back and read
2: this. Well, as they're going... They're talking now, Steve Trevor's- it's the main own. draw for yeah, man, yes. It's funny because Steve Trevor's making fun of these cults and about, oh, you know, they think that this higher power put the, you know, God put the dome down and angels are going to save him. And Wonder Woman's like, well, what do you think? He's like, hey, what do you mean? You know aliens put this down. She's like, oh, here we go with your aliens. You know, it's like, I like that. I, I think that this cult thing in this book- makes so much sense to me. I, and I, I said to you at work, I am an atheist. I, yeah. Whether or not people hate so me because of that or whatnot. I don't know. If, a, if all of a sudden I ended up in a dome, I might start thinking about, you know, what the hell is going on here? There's something more going on and maybe I'd even join a cult. Who knows? But You this, are the worst. <laughs> I know. Well this cult seems Throw to, all your
1: beliefs to the window. Oh god, yeah, I better be prepared. I don't know
2: because that's I'm telling you, well what don't you think that a uh, you know, even the the most fervent Catholic would maybe throw their beliefs away if freaking some three eyed alien came down? I mean shit gets real then. You gotta freaking, you know, reassess.
1: The dome comes down, though, and like you know, there's. Dome, a, there's a, I'm saying that dome comes down. There's a religious cult going on. I'm not about to say, you know what? I'm an atheist my entire life. You know what? Fuck it. There has to be a god because I, the scientific. No, I'm notes not saying around. a
2: god. I'm saying that after a year, I may be so desperate to believe in anything that I might think angels might come and save us. Plus, there might be chicks there. That, that's why you join a cult. <laughs> Worse, right? Well, in the meantime, <laughs> they're getting dressed, and Wonder Woman's putting on her white jumpsuit. And it, it's pretty cool. Now, um, what do you know about the white jumpsuit era Wonder Woman? Not a lot, actually. Well, she doesn't... She's more of like a kung fu spy. She's more of like a, a beat-em-up spy yes, type heard thing that. than an Amazon. So just keep that in mind. Because she goes off with of Candy to uh, to help... Uh, an old lady wants to go to this cult. This old lady it has an inoperable tumor. Um, she's going to go... To this cult because she wants to believe. She wants something to believe. Wonder Woman doesn't believe it. She thinks it's it's a bunch of hogwash. But she's going to take this lady because you know what? This lady, she she doesn't have much. So, But in the meantime, I, I told you this. They have like the worst stereotyped uh, hanging out on the porch uh, hoodlums. <laughs> and there's this one guy. He's obviously um, Hispanic because he calls Wonder Woman Chica. Uh, and again, it's cringeworthy uh he's uh what you'd like to call he's gonna holla he's gonna holla at her little cat calls and you know walks up and this guy's yo chica anybody tell you you're fine i'm like really is that what we're gonna get into and then this guy keeps yelling he starts making fun of the old lady then wonder woman turns on him yells him. the guy has a rat tail so that shows you exactly (laughs) what what's going on there and it's the worst kind it's the uh The it's not even connected. There's a shaven, separated. Yeah, it's the separated rat tail. This guy is he. He's bad news. Um, As an aside, and later on, when the dome goes down, this is the guy that Larry Hammer has tell us like all the side. Oh my God, we're not in Kansas anymore, Chico. We're you know. This is the guy (laughs) they go to to tell the reader that we're not even in the same universe. Like this guy who's trying to pick up Wonder Woman with this rat tail ridiculous by the way his name is julio julio well they go to this um they go to this cult in the meantime it's the worst uh timing ever because as this um cult leader this priestess is doing the ceremony the lady dies she's she, the the tumor that she does her <laughs> in she just falls over freaking face plants dead Blech. and I'm like why 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 have that well in the meantime, now Wonder Woman's arguing with this cult. This cult's there and they're now they're mad. They're mad at Eddie Candy. Like, why'd you bring this non-believer here? At that point, the dome goes down. Well, actually, I'm wrong, because that's one of my problems with this issue. At this point, Tello starts giving his speech. So, like, oh my God, what's happening? They hear the speech and they're, they're, they think it's like, oh, this is it. Wonder Woman's telling them no. Now, in the meantime, one of these women, now these are all women. They're all these coldest. I don't think these women lift weights. I don't think they're acrobats. One of them comes up, hits Wonder Woman over the back of the head with a staff and knocks her out. Now, I'm telling you, this is a they, they superhero. They go to curves
1: together. This right? is go- a
2: superhero who in this, in this um, continuity is like a kung fu spy. There is no way a cultist – now, you can tell me all you want that, oh, Telos' speech is going and she's just – she's, you know, listening to that and not paying attention. I don't care what you tell me. There's no way that this cultist is just going to sneak up behind her and hit her over the head with a stick. The stick breaks. She's out cold. I I think it's bullshit. I think it's (laughs) ridiculous. Um, In fact, when it happened, you only see the stick break over her head. Telos is telling the speech at this point. You think, okay, they're going to pull out of the panel. And Wonder Woman's going to be like, yeah, you you mess with the wrong woman, bitch. What, you never pull cool out, Jim. But that, yeah, but that's not what happens. In the meantime, uh, you go to Steve Trevor. He here, he sees this, and they're like, uh, dare to, don't dare to circumvent these conflicts in any way, and the citizens of every city will pay the price. And I'm like, what? There is no room to make common cause among you. Uh, well, where's this speech coming from? Because it's, it's so much different again. I've seen uh, that one. I just have it, but it's not in every one. And then only one city will survive this day all over, you know, the embrace of oblivion. That's fine. Steve Trevor goes running off. Now, what have we known in all, I think, in every book? What happens after this speech, after the, uh, the only one city? The dome comes down, baby. The dome comes down. Well, not in here. Because what happens is this religious cult.
1: They, we're up, depending on how you think about it in your head. What's that? All right, we're yeah, we're, yeah, we said
2: that. But they, they get Wonder Woman. They take her down this crazy stairway then they take her they get her bag they take her down they're going down catacombs Explain a fight, it. a fight breaks out then they go down another place then they go into a cell they open the cell they throw her in then there's like a big hole in the but who knows what's going on then also then you see steve trevor he's still running downtown he gets to eddie candy's house or the old woman's house that they picked up julio's there still he's that that's where julio goes uh uh that's the one guy goes, that's no sky I ever saw. And Julio, you know, he's the, um, the street-wide uh, preacher. So I don't know what he is. He's the uh, the window stoop scientist. goes, <laughs> that's the color of nothingness. Forget about not being in Kansas anymore. We ain't even in our own galaxy. <laughs> like, How does Julio know this? <laughs> How does he know this? And uh, then Steve Trevor's like, oh, my God. And that's when the dome comes down. It, there's so much afterwards and the only reason i can say why they did this is because if wonder woman got her powers back earlier than that she could easily escape these stupid cultists. that's the only reason so they had to delay it because then etta also they were all the way at this church etta makes it all the way back to to where they were find steve and like oh they got wonder woman it took that long for this dome to go down so they're there and then uh uh Julio has some more crazy comments, but then they're like, hey, buddy, uh, look, there's some angels coming in. And then here we go again with Julio. These ain't no angels. (laughs) This guy is like the most knowledgeable guy. But yet all he does in his life is sit on the stoop and yell at women. But then you go back. You have Wonder Woman. She gets back her power. She breaks out. In the meantime, these angels that this cult think that are coming are actually red rain versions of Joker, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. And again, I think that you're supposed to be all excited to see that. I'm not. I really, no. I'm really not excited to see a vampire version of Joker. And and it's weird at the one point um, Poison Ivy has uh, Wonder Woman's tiara on. It's it's a little confusing. Um, then they start fighting. Steve Steve Trevor comes. Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman are fighting. Now also, all of a sudden. Out of nowhere, Wonder Woman has her costume on. She was in her white jumpsuit that I figured she Wonder was just Woman. gonna wear. She's Wonder Woman now. I guess actually she had a um a duffel bag with stuff in it. I don't know why she put the costume on. I really don't. I like the. I wish she would have kept the um the white jumpsuit. So they're fighting. They're not doing that great. Wonder Woman's kicking ass, but Steve Trevor's there. Steve says, hey Diana, you go ahead and get Etta because uh, Joker grabbed Etta at a candy." You go ahead. I'll be fine. I'm telling you. Steve dies within two seconds. She runs off. And then she hears like gunshots going. She, I knew I shouldn't have left them. And it looks like all the coldest had been turned to vampires. All attacked. Everybody attacked. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't see how Steve survived. I really don't. You actually see him. I think that they're actually chomping on him as he goes on his neck and everything. Uh, so then you get the end. There's Joker. He's the vampire Joker. He has that candy. He also, looks like he's bitten her neck. So it seems like it's a little too late for her. But you have, you know, you have to end with the line. It all seems like a big joke. Ha 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 ha, ha. I'm like, you, you got to be kidding me. You I, just
1: explained that whole goddamn. I know month.
2: it's because I was so angry at it. It's and again, that the whole costume felt wrong. They just, I hated it. And yeah so now you don't have to read it because apparently (laughs) so the rules are thrown out the window um i just hate it i i didn't like it so i gave it a four screw it don't read it it sucks (laughs) and larry hammond now has two of my least favorite of all but yeah now we have one last book see i wanted to we we weren't talking long enough this will only be a three hour and forty minute podcast. I want to get to the four hour mark because you have Jeez. one. You have one last book. You have uh, yes, I have
1: one. one last book. I have Convergence Hawkman number one, written yeah. by Jeff Parker with art by Tim Truman, Enrique Al- Alcatina, Alcatina, I, I Alcatina, yeah, <laughs> and John Colley's. Okay. Domes ain't shit when it comes to anth metal, and that's why our hawks hawks are still out flying about, kicking ass and taking names. That is when they aren't outing themselves as superheroes at the Gotham Museum. No, that really happens. Eventually they come across Thanagarian Shadow Warriors who sick man hawks on them that look like turkeys with Green Goblin's head. But it all leads to Hawkman and Hawkwoman finding out that the Shadow Warriors aren't behind the dome and have hooked their sleeper cells up to the absorbuscon, absorb- Fucking Absorbuscon.
4: It's
1: uh, the stupidest goddamn thing. I thought yeah. it was hilarious they brought this back here. But uh, to find out who did... What does the absorber, absorber? I can't even say the goddamn word anymore. Absorb a show? Why the crisis on infinite earth? So if you survive convergence, you're fucked anyway. Yep. Uh, my main problem with this book is the era of Hawkman. Jeff Parker did a too good of a job depicting it. And I realized at this point that I re- how much full of nonsense this era of Hawkman was. Yeah. It, yeah. And I don't know, man. It was just. People loved the Shadow War. And I don't think that it holds up now.
2: No. See, I didn't read any of the Shadow War. I wasn't reading Hawkman. Uh, So I was... I I don't know if I could say I was confused. I was more... Again, it was just... It started getting too much for me. I was like, I don't know what's going on.
1: Like, Hawkman up to that point was all nonsense. Nobody liked Hawkman. He was just there. He was a background character. And then when Shadow War came out, it was just a little less garbage and yeah. people got a hold of that. So, and then they started a series off of that because but then that was quickly canceled.
2: Yeah. Um I mean, how much how much of the book uh, had to do with him just fighting manhawks?
1: Oh my god, that went on fucking forever. It went forever.
2: I'm like, Jesus Christ. It, it, you know, why? It, it tell us wants to see. You know, I'm surprised you didn't have them just fight more Manhawks. Because oh. they, they fought for page after page. And I don't. Is that like something that's supposed to be that big that they had it, all that? They
1: fought fucking Manhawks before, but these were different. It was yeah. just still. No, manhawks have never piqued my interest. Yeah. Seeing them here just aggravated me.
2: And I I, I was wondering maybe there was something to do with the letterer, um, and he gets a bonus at the end of the year for writing scree. enough because, (laughs) Jesus Christ, every page had, like, seven screes in it. Like, I get the idea. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, I'm looking. I'm paging through. They're just, it's manhawk, 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 manhawk. And then they go, and it's uh, Nellis the Hawks. (laughs) Then there's more manhawks. It's just manhawks. I know, I...
1: A part of here is too, is uh, before they get to the man-hawking, uh, we go back to this museum where they curate now, the Gotham Museum, mm-hmm. and Shira has a new exhibit she's doing showing all the, like, you know, how gods and animals have had a dual purpose yeah, throughout yeah. history.
2: I actually really and, like that
1: at first. At first. I'm saying, though, but then I'm thinking to myself as I'm reading this, because she outs herself as hawk woman. Yeah, That's yeah. the finale of the yep. uh, tour. Yeah. But I'm sitting there uh, reading this book, I was like, all right, this curator is doing an exhibit in cargo pants and a tank top, which she does not appear to be wearing a bra. Yeah, yeah. I would go to more museums if this was going yeah, on. and
2: in fact, the one kid like is like, this is the greatest thing Fuck ever. yeah, man. Yeah, he doesn't mean hawk woman. No, no, yeah. her tits are flying. Yeah, they were man hawks then. They were battling those boobies. Yeah,
1: I, I-, I don't know, though. It's I did not like the art of this book. But the one thing I really appreciated was the end. It's not because it was the ending; it was just when we got to the Absorbascon, that whole, like the art changed. It became really good, and then they showed the Telo speech at the absolute last page, yeah. and they did it differently than any other book I've yeah. seen, and I really yeah. appreciated that. What
2: with the face of Tello coming yeah. through there, I thought that was cool.
1: With the light shining yeah. through it,
2: yeah, yeah, I liked it. Again, you get the idea of uh, you know. Uh, how the hell do they know who they're going to fight that way but it looked really cool to me yeah. that that is what they should have done in a bunch of those where it's like this ominous like all powerful being telling you what you're going to do i thought that was cool yeah the art the art again uh, at points it's it seemed throughout the issue they didn't know what uh they wanted to go for because at points yeah. it looked like an old school even like um even like in an old print style, it looked like at yeah. points. And then other times it didn't. Other times then it looked; it just was off.
1: Once they got inside the Thanagarian Shadow Warriors headquarters, yeah, yeah. it seemed a lot better. Yeah, and that yeah. was right at the end.
2: Yep, I'm looking at it now. And uh, yeah, I, I liked it enough. Uh, the art, I'm saying. The, the yeah. actual issue, to me, was a bunch of nonsense. It was a
1: bunch of yeah. nonsense.
2: Uh, what did you give it? 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I probably would have given it a 5. Uh, I, I know real, this I'm was sorry, one was of the ones you. Were, yeah, well, you were looking forward to this issue.
1: I, I like Hawkman a lot, and the thing is, I, I like have fond memories of Hawkman, but reading this, I realized, oh yeah, this era was a lot of nonsense. Um, yeah,
2: and again, it's one of those things where a lot of people will um, will complain like, oh, uh, you know, we want a Hawkman book or we want uh, Static Shock back, and they you got to realize that all these times that you get these books, they just keep failing, and. Eventually, you got to think that it's not just like your comment there's no bad characters, there's only bad writers. Right. Uh, sometimes, maybe that's not the case.
1: Well, Hawkman's had a troubled past and yeah. d- doing him justice because they said so many origin tales, it's ridiculous yeah. at this yeah. point. And that's Man. why I was really looking forward to the New 52's Hawkman well, because they had a chance to do it right. That's what I was
2: going to say. That was their chance because that was a new start. And, but the
1: thing is, they even fucked it up there, because we had one origin going on until issue 12. Yeah. And then they they retconned that and said, oh, no, he's an alien.
2: Well, because what's-his-name jumped on then, right?
1: Oh, no, that, uh, yeah, that must have been... Um,
2: uh, Rob Liefeld, didn't he? Liefeld, yeah. But didn't Liefeld jump on right then and, I like,
1: changed it all up? I'm trying to remember if Liefeld was on. Oh, he was on, like, uh, during, like, the late, like, like singular numbers. Okay. Uh, but... Issue just, 12 into zero is when they really went for the alien thing uh,
2: yeah I just remember at one point you just getting so angry at it and then it was I, ridiculous uh, just, yeah and I wanted I was and I swore that was when we were big on just laughing about anything Rob life though
1: yeah I'm saying but they had a chance just I'm saying once that happened though the book got better because the, the beginning of the series was awful. Yeah, I really yeah. did not like it, and they had their chance there, but I was willing to go with that. Issue 12, oh no, he's alien now, and the book got better than but I was yeah. so
2: pissed off. Yeah, because actually I, I thought that was one of those where you said that uh, it actually did improve under yeah. Liefeld, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking that, because I'm thinking in my mind that you said that that, that was like the, uh, the shitty one, but now I no. do remember you were like, hey, get this, it's actually better now.
1: Uh, had a weird I painted art style in that that I did not care for in the beginning. Like a yeah. couple issues, like the first six issues. Well, again, that—that's the thing. That
2: these books, there's, there's so many things that can go wrong, in a book that can throw you off. And you know, you can have a great-looking book. I'm telling you, I loved Talon. Yeah. Uh, when that came out in the first like six issues, when um, uh, March was on it, I loved it so much. And then near the end. I just, the art was so off to me that I just, it really soured me on it. And then you start, I don't know, when you don't, when you get one or the other, you, you then start to, uh, to nitpick on everything. Like if yeah. you don't like the art, then you're like, well, you know what? The story's a little off. It, it's, it's tough. It's tough to get that book that. It's like that the is Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it is tough to, um, to get that, uh, combo. Oh, you know what I didn't mention because I was going on and on about Wonder Woman. Um, Joshua Middleton did the art on that issue. I don't know if you will go back and, and read it. And everybody's going on and on about how great an art it was. I didn't like it, and uh, no? no, I didn't like it because to me, the art was more of a style that would have fit the red rain right. uh, villains than this this era of Wonder Woman, and uh, I don't know. I, I got I think I even got called out by somebody on because I said I didn't like it. Though a uh, person on Twitter who goes fully as Wonder Woman as their avatar and is a huge Wonder Woman fan said I'd had a perfect review. What do you, what do you <laughs> think right. of that? I was all excited. I'm like, really? Somebody likes Wonder Woman like that? Because uh, to me, everybody was going to like that issue because of just liking Wonder Woman. But They liked it because they know I I speak the truth, Ruth. Uh, but well, that...
1: yeah, Hawkman skipped that issue because it's not worth reading.
2: Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of those. I, I wouldn't read this Wonder Woman. And again it's a shame because uh you're not going to get much hawkman after this no so you would love to have this hawkman the shame for me with the wonder woman is this is one of the only like issues that has wonder woman as the lead um good character quote unquote yeah. uh, the other wonder woman you get in this whole event are like the uh king come wonder woman stuff like that flashpoint Yeah. flashpoint you know you get all that and um i i it's a shame because i love wonder woman i and that era wonder woman i thought it would lead to something really fun and it was not fun their their idea of fun was the uh let's make joker a vampire yeah and i don't even know legitimately i don't even know that that makes sense in the red rain universe either i no i never read i it. don't know a lot about red rain uh what little i read it doesn't seem to jive with what was going on in that story um But, yeah, for the most part, uh, the podcast is over. We don't like Jared Leto's Joker. Nope. Uh, You like Convergence. I like Barry Allen. You like to go to the the truck stop. Uh, We both like shitty food. I like the Tin Man. And we both like to go to sleep. Yes, we do, sir. Preferably not with each other. I get to go check on my one son. He's not feeling well today, and I made it through the whole podcast without throwing up. And in fact, fact, I didn't feel good. And while you heard me eating, I was eating not only a chicken finger, but it was a buffalo chicken finger. So now I don't feel good at all. So I think I might go and up, chunk. Wouldn't that be good? I'm going to keep it rolling. That'll be an outtake.
1: I'm signing out, then.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, that'll be it. We'll come back. And uh, yeah, if you want to go to our site, it is weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. We're on Twitter at... Weird Science DC. You can email us at comics at gmail.com. You can go to Podbean somehow and listen to this podcast. You can go to Twitter and we would beg you to uh, review the podcast, good or bad. Give us a rating, good or bad. On iTunes whatever, or Stitcher. ITunes or Stitcher. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast when we first started doing it, it seemed we were getting like all these reviews and um, uh, ratings. They kind of died down. So I'd love... To hear what everybody thinks and in fact it'd be good for us too because i'd like to see if people are actually listening to our garbage and if they like it or not so yeah even if you want to uh, email us um questions comments tell us that we suck tell us what you want we like polite and constructive criticism just like cameron stewart and actually we like everything you can yell and scream at us you can make fun of eric that always makes me laugh i cry yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, listen, I, just as an side, I'm I'm saying all this stuff as Wrapping kind of like up. I'm saying about the generic thing. No, what I'm saying is you'll you'll appreciate this. When we're at work, and I get an email on the phone, the minute that an email comes in, and it could be a junk email. Eric is so excited thinking it's for the podcast that it's it's listener mail. And you get so excited. Is that listener mail every day? That's the only thing you ask me all day. We get any listener mail. So uh, seriously, we really do appreciate it. and, and I love I wouldn't it. have to I ask love, if you mean, give me the goddamn password. I know, you still would have to ask because you wouldn't be able to get it at work either. You'd still ask me every day. But, yeah, we love hearing from everybody. So please email us. I'll, again, I'm just going to throw that one last time. Uh, weird science comics at gmail.com and let us know uh, what you think and what you want to know and, what, and if you have any suggestions but yeah that's it I'll see you in seven as you <laughs> say right
1: yes I uh, would but... I'll see
2: you in two all right but yeah um, see you next week oh!